So in this episode of Baropium for the Masses, we'll be discussing such topics as the Toronto District School Board having a bit of an anti-Semitism problem, Putin's angry speech about his little toy Ukraine not being his anymore, and the curtain falling on the Beijing Olympics, so says the BBC, and the ensuing doping scandals that occurred during the Games. Alex, how's the day going? Uh, pretty good, man. I It's been raining here all day. So it's like kind of one of those like uh, gloomy, it's a little bit wet if you step outside, like you feel it in your bones, kind of like, uh, you know, a typical Ontario winters now. Um, but a good good day to like leave the fireplace on, uh, give the dogs a bit of gravel so they don't bug you all day and just chill <laughs> at, the, at the house. I, I mean, I, I mean, give them a toy, not gravel. No, we don't. Drug no, 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 you don't. You don't drug your pets. Bob, Bar- no. Bob Barker would not want me to do that. He wants me to spay no. and neuter, not, not drug the Just pets. Remove their genitals against their will, but do <laughs> not drug don't, your pets. Don't medicate them to calm down at all, ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I, this reminds me of, um, have you ever listened to Blocked and Reported? Not that I'm trying to <laughs> give Blocked away, and give other people. You you yeah. plug every other podcast on our podcast. I know, so it's like straight. Tell, I'm me, like, tell <laughs> me about this other podcast our no. listeners should go to. Like uh, Jesse Single and Katie Herzog. And she's always talking about her pets. And I'm always like, yeah, you don't seem like a very good pet owner. But like then, I, then I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm probably not a good pet owner myself. But uh, whatever. Whatever that means. I mean, I we occasionally give our pets... <laughs> sleeping pills they're so, like sleepy so, treats it's like i can't deal with you here take, take this melatonin treat we <laughs> put in, them to sleep in, yeah. in the vein of herzog i would this sounds more Werner herzog the, the animals <laughs> are too energetic for the home domestication uh, okay so anyway um sorry what 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 did you What did you ask me? How's it what going? did I ask oh, yeah. you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it going with you, man? What oh, what, yeah. uh, what medical <laughs> What medical news do you have for us that you want to share with everybody? Well, it's it's a balmy minus thirty out here in Calgary, and that's Celsius, people. That's like that's like ten million degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that measurement is. Plus seventy minus the, the color at minus mode. forty, it it equalizes. So, it equalizes. It's perfect. Which is a system American that is yeah, it's cold. It's yeah, it's like converting an inch to to a farthing, I believe. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I found out through two, what I'm assuming are the most accurate antigen tests, despite all of my disdain. I, I have COVID. Uh, this is me on COVID, a, a double vaxxed, boosted, uh, part time green tea drinking, often scotch consuming person. This is this is Adam on COVID right now. And uh, I have a mild headache. I slept most of yesterday. I have a bit of a cold, a little congestion in the nose, and uh, a little. I'm, I'm in a raspier voice that I know our listeners love. But um, yeah, this this is what COVID can sound like when you've <laughs> gone through uh, fully vaxxed, all the public health uh, recommendations. And so, I'm so not going to lie. Uh, on the on the raspy voice issue, I just want to bring up something really unsettling that I have to share with you. I was on, uh, I was playing Xbox as I do, and uh, and a young child told me that they liked my voice, and I immediately left the party. <laughs> You're like, and I'm leaving now. I, I was like, what? They're like, yeah, man, you have like a really cool 
like raspy voice and i was like bye-bye <laughs> I was like, i'm on a list somewhere what the yeah. hell why would you say that to me but yeah. anyway it made me think of that. <laughs> hey alex why don't you why don't you take a sheet why don't you take a seat, why don't you just take a seat? <laughs> yeah. take a seat. i'm chris Hansen. okay so what you're telling me though adam is that uh you're telling our listeners that you shouldn't be worried about covid because no one dies of it and it's all a lie and a conspiracy <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, because that's Alex, all. That's what I heard. I heard Alex, your hot take on COVID was don't get vaccinated because it's all a, a, a Illuminati slash. You took ivermectin hashtag. <laughs> you um, did a lot of uh, remdesivir and dexamethasone. Secretly. All that, Alex. You know I don't speak Joe Rogan words. I speak English, and you'll mm. speak that English to me. I, I think in, you took horse in, dewormer. Sorry, that's what I, I took the horse dewormer, and I it was the suppository, so you know it works. Of course, way. yeah, the um, one that this, it's shaped like a potato. Yeah, it's big. Yes, yeah. it's real. It's you have to I mean, really open your butt. It goes from uncomfortable to like okay, and then it goes back to uncomfortable almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but I think what what this feels like is honestly, it kind of feels like the best insurance policy ever. I mean, right. Because it's like it's like when the when you first get renter's insurance and you live in a really crappy neighborhood in Toronto and then someone tries to break into your apartment but they don't actually get in, there's a sense of relief because you're like, oh, at least I had renter's insurance. Like, <laughs> like they could have stolen my 1999 Xbox one, or sorry, PlayStation One, and then ah, I would have been. Furious! It had only six like, you know, oh, bunch of cigarette stains on called it. Called the insurance company, paid the five hundred dollar deductible for a fifty dollar PlayStation. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and because my body oftentimes just feels like a you know a generation two video game system that I try to take care of, but really just like you know it does the job. Um, You're just like blowing off the cartridges all the time. Yeah, constantly. just <laughs> every yeah. time. And honestly, I, I do feel like, yeah, this was uh, this was worth the insurance policy because I know that it could have been so much worse. It's like, oh, thank all the gods, Zeus, Zenu, Allah, that I had the insurance policy. And right. I'm like, this isn't that bad. This is like, like not terrible. My presumption is that like, wow, I, what would it have been like if I wasn't like you know fully stocked up on vaccination well, i think that's a good days, right? that's a fun game to play what yeah. would it have been like but let's assume i think there's only two ways to play this right so there's the way it's happening for you then the other two ways are it would have been slightly worse like the worst flu you ever had yeah or or it could you could be asymptomatic right like just judging by your age group you yep. you have no comorbidities let's let's play it down the, like straight down the line right so okay if it was the worst flu you ever had would that be terrible yeah yeah well, well i i think be. yeah it yeah. would ruin a few days of my life well so that's okay so people tend to think of this as oh i i felt like i had a really bad bad flu cool yeah if that were the only thing you you had when you got covid i would say yeah, there's probably like you shouldn't be worried, yeah. but we have, or I have, uh, and you know, my wife has a lot of friends who are healthcare workers who have long, long haul COVID now, yeah. and so they were in the exact same boat you are. They got COVID, they they had two vaccines or or boosted, so so we say triple vaxxed, you know, whatever, and uh, and and they have some crazy symptoms from like um, long haul symptoms from COVID. Um, one of the bigger ones I'm hearing people complain about is brain fog where they, it's almost like they have an aphasia 
or a, a, like a like they're slightly demented. Like they know what they want to say, but they 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 can't get it out from. They won't go from the brain to the mouth, and they say that's a real thing. And a lot of people complain of this. So, um, you know, that's one thing. Um, and then some people are complaining of these like uh, crazy uh, joint crazy joint pain mm-hmm. um, or inability to gain weight, which some people would be like, oh, it's you know. Oh, it's a ter- it's terrible. You can't gain weight. It's like, well, no. For some people, that might it's a it's a serious thing, right? So, imagine the impact on the healthcare system if some of these things get worse or even stay the same. Well, I think that's a that's a it's a thing people don't think. You know, it's something people don't think about. What are the long term impacts of smoking on the healthcare system or in our society at writ large? Right. So, it's like, well, people get COPD and they end up being hospitalized for like the rest of their life. So. I, I, you know, we t- have this tendency to say, well, I had like a bad flu and then I got better. And it's like, yeah, you're part of probably the vast majority of people who will just recover and be totally fine. But there are a subset of people who will never really recover. And I worry about the impacts on, on all of us. Cause our tax dollars will, will end up taking care of these people mm-hmm. um, for, you know, indefinitely. And I worry about those long-term effects or uh, what happens when we open everything up. Right. And this becomes endemic because it's going to happen. Right. We're going to open everything up. It's going to be endemic. And, you know, now what? Now, what are we going to what are we accepting we're going to live with now? So that's kind of like one of my my little COVID plug if we're having plugs here. But no, that's fine. But if I can humanize that one one abstraction back down, um, I think it is terrifying to lose any sort of cognitive function. Especially if you've met yeah. someone with even like early onset dementia, like yeah. it is, it's like, a, it is a terrifying thing to see, or even prions. Like when you learn about yeah. prions, you're just like, oh my goodness, I could become, uh, I could vegetabilize in yeah. a very short span of time. Any like taste, like any little taste of that. Yeah. And I'm like, I want none. So again, the insurance policy comes in, which the insurance policy, I've always viewed sort of any vaccination as an insurance policy. Because it's oftentimes just an analysis of the opportunity cost. I'm like, wait, my my opportunity cost yeah. getting the vaccination is the potential reduction in harm at a future date versus totally. the the non-time expenditure and fear of needle expenditure today that oh. could result in a much worse outcome l- later. Like, really, it's like, oh, but yeah, this is how insurance is conducted. And but what about your concern over the 5G technology that's being in- injected into you? What what would you have any concern about that, or are you just jazzed about better internet? I, you know how I can I can say this with some level of understanding, and that is if if piezoelectric technology had advanced to the nano scale, where the human body operated like an efficient battery enough to power some sort of five G chip. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of signing up. That's kind of yeah. that is awesome. That is. It's like if I can get on my gram faster and post useless pictures of my dogs. That's what I want. I like. That's the ultimate goal to tell my three followers how crazy my dog is. I be it's 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 the sub- cyborgification of yeah. me. That is exactly. I've played Cyberpunk 2077. I've seen. You it's know all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. I want some yeah. cool stuff. I want a like cool arm graft, you know, that turns into a, a exploding arm, something cool like that. <coughs> and if we're that's st- if that's step one, well then sign me up as as you know guinea pig, you know, ACB because that 
is cool as hell. Do I think vaccines are capable of doing that? I mean, by their initial principles and because the technology doesn't exist. No. No. It's the dumbest goddamn thing in the world. Yeah, I just had to address it because I think, you know, it's one of those... We're, uh, you know, let's let's say that people feel some kind of way about vaccines, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of feelings about it. But um, you never see people feel the same way about the MMR, measles, mumps, rubella, right? Hepatitis, Hepat- hepatitis, and they've just came out with hepatitis C, like a new a new vaccine. That's huge for that, right? It's like vaccines have ameliorated some number, some amounts of suffering in our world. And somehow it's like, not this one, though. <laughs> not this one. And Alex, one, if, no. I, if I wanted to control your behavior and your mind as a person who used to work in advertising and had Google as one of their media partners, I would just use this thing that you're always on and check with your eyeballs. <laughs> all the time. It's like, such a good analogy, right? It's like, like well, you're this, concerned over the government having control. Okay. Yeah. Do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Okay. You have, you have generally no concerns then. Like, Do you pay for internet in a state that is a part of the UN? Right. Yes. Okay. I there is a government that knows about you, unless totally. you yeah. you know how to set up a, a server that is in a proxy server in layers of proxy servers. You don't know how to effectively clear clear your path. You know, clear up your right. tracks as you yeah. go around and search the internet. Oh, I'm never going to be prime minister based on my cell phone usage and some of the things that I've received from friends. Like there's just, I mean, there's no, I'm not one. I'm not, I think I'm not dumb enough to become a politician. Um, You know, but I also know that based on the things that some of my coworkers have sent me, um, you know, let's just say there, there was some chickens involved. Of course. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm never, <laughs> I don't qualify. <laughs> that, damn, that damn device but, has disqualified me. Alex, we all know that because we did not, when we were 15 years old, each of us, we are each participants in this. When we were all 15 years old, when we did not reshare that chain email to ensure that that, our, that girl at our school would totally fall in love with us or we'd have bad sex for the rest oh, of our lives. That was because it. we all didn't do that, the government is tracking us and we, none of us are qualified to be politicians. You, you also have like bad luck bear. for 10 years too. Yeah. Bad luck for 10 years. I think that was the bottom of the email. If you don't share, you'll have bad luck for 10 yes. years. All the bad luck. Yeah. That, that's, anyway. just, that's rules. Rules of the internet. Well, I'm sure that everyone, including our listeners, hopes that you make a speedy recovery. Me especially. I hope you um, – actually, I hope you become, like, better, like, almost superhuman after COVID. So, like, be the first person to, like, gain abilities or something like that. <laughs> I become the first X-Men – the Vidman or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then people are like rushing. They have like chicken pox parties with COVID. Like, can you cough on me? Can you... <laughs> it's like the Family Guy episode where, uh, what's his name? Mayor West goes in the AIDS or no, goes in the yeah. He's like, do I have superpowers? He's like, no, man, you have cancer. <laughs> you have lymphoma. <laughs> yeah, he's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's Meg's pat super? She grows her nails really she grows long. Her nails long? <laughs> Yeah, don't mess with us. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Scratch people? Yeah. Ow! Ow! So you didn't break skin, but that hurt. 
Um, all okay, right. What was Tra- our first, what were we talking transitioning? To? Yeah. Transitioning to transition. the Tor- Toronto District School Board has a bit of an anti-Semitism problem. Yeah, I wanted you to get your take on this because I saw this come out to uh, I think it was yesterday or today uh, when we're recording this. I think it's whatever February. Oh, it's the what is this? The is the palin the palindrome and anagram day or it is, is the palindrome day two yeah palindrome two, two, and something two, else too two, two, two. yeah like at ten twenty two is gonna do, like I think I f- I feel like uh, what's gonna happen there's the convergence is gonna happen oh yeah oh sorry yeah the convergence something. or yeah. a black hole will open yeah something something yes. wild's gonna happen we're not sure yet yeah. we're waiting for it. it's like Y two K all over again but um so anyway on the day that we're recording this uh. 2022, 0222. I saw this article, or I saw CBC's reporting this. These group of students were doing this Nazi salute at a Jewish teacher in a Toronto school. And I thought, okay, well, that just, I just thought about like when I was a kid. I wouldn't say boo to one of my teachers. And I, and I hate to be the guy who's like, when I was a kid, man, like that. Back in my day. I, but but I do think that there's like maybe there's some respect. I'm not even sure. Like what what's your take on this? Like is this is this you know a bunch of Rory Calhouns or is this <laughs> true anti-Semitic? You know these kids understand what they're doing. Like I, I I'm just not sure what it is. I just I do feel some kind of way about it. I think that it's obviously has no place in the school, but. But what, what possesses, what, what what are the circumstances that led us to teenagers giving Nazi salutes? I'm like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, as they say. Yeah. Oh, well, and this, I think this is as, as simple as, well, A, start start from the clearest understanding. Like, um, what's that old? Maybe L E Y Z L. No, no, someone else. It's like, no child is born evil. You got to make evil. Like, no, yeah, no yeah. child is born racist. You got to make racist. Yeah. Um, because ultimately it's just the validation of what they see versus the, um, um, the punishment of what they see. And, and, you know, that fear mongering or the punishment of them saying, oh man, matzah is delicious. And then they're like, no, matzah is bad because there's a world organization behind them. That's going to kill everyone. Right. And you're like, <laughs> right. Of course, oh, yes. I'm sorry. I guess the matzah mafia as they're known. Uh, yes. Really. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. That, that, that I, that's where, you know, you just get reinforced. I very much believe rather believe I'm very much in, in support of the idea that nurture equals re- the possibility for racism. So um, you're saying they probably have an element in their home that they're emulating rather than it, having a full understanding of like what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say full on emulating because what, what I think can also be simultaneously true is that there, there may be no, home issue there might just be conformity to a, an idea or, or community of people for acceptance because you're talking about kids here you're talking about teenagers so sure. yeah, like a the, social contagion of nazi saluting a, a so, well a social contagion for <laughs> the condemnation of of x over y and that could be sure. one child emulating the you know, maybe something at home that then they pass sure. on to their friends and then because seeking acceptance and, and conformity is a big part of just being well, a human, if not a, a pre-adult, just trying to figure yourself out in seeking kind of acceptance of these ideas. And your friend's like, yo, we should totally do this. Teachers, you know, the teacher's Jewish. We could, like, we could, you just totally piss her off. I think you, you can, mm-hmm. you can easily arrive at the, the stupid series of thoughts 
by all sure. by all measurements stupid, but really just ignorant and uninformed series of thoughts that a child can arrive at to think that it's a good idea to throw up a Nazi salute in I, in, I in class. Know, to I a think teacher. like if it were like booze or smoking weed, I would say yeah. I see. I, I, you know, it's like the go along, get along, or if you don't do it, all the cool kids are doing it. You've got to do it too. I just, I, I think that there's a, there's a, there's a couple of things we just don't do. We don't use the N word in almost any context. Yeah. We don't throw up Nazi salutes, right? We don't, we, we don't play with the, with the, with the phrase Heil Hitler. Like we just don't do that. Right. Yep. We don't, we don't, uh, you know, it, it goes along with like, we don't yell fire in a crowded theater. Like there's just like a couple things that I think are widely known to be totally unacceptable within the context of our society and culture. I mean, it hurts even more that this, this teacher ends up being all the, the child of Holocaust survivors, <laughs> which is like, I know that these kids didn't know that. They, they, right. I'm, even if they did. I mean, it makes what they did even worse, but like, even worse. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I almost feel it's like the, it's almost the, uh, sh- like a shock jock. Like they're just trying to get anything arise out of their classmates. I feel like the, 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 the lowest hanging fruit is sort of the things we're grasping at for, and, and, and with, with respect to almost anything that's going on right now, right? The hot take. And I, I almost saw, like, I don't want to be charitable to these kids at all because I think, Look, if they were like, if if one of them was my brother and like was at high school and did this and came home, right? We just close. I just closed like close the door and things would happen. Like whatever. Yeah. Right? Um. But it, it it almost feels like one they don't have a, a a solid understanding of why that would be bad, although they know it's wrong, right? So it's like you know that you shouldn't throw uh, rocks at moving vehicles, right? Just. Like, you, you know, that's a bad idea. But when you yeah. become a driver, it becomes even more prescient, right? So, yeah. so they know oh. that they shouldn't do it, right? But they, but they do it anyway for the shock value. And they just yeah. did the wrong thing for shock value. That's like, that's a charitable version of like why I think they might have done it. I don't think they're Nazis, but yeah. I mean, they very well could be. Or, but yeah, I think your point might be correct here too. They, there might but, be some influence at their home. Well, well, think about, I think if, so, but this is where I'm saying, to, to arrive at the conclusions that a child would draw, you need to, you do effectively in, in social context, dumb yourself down, but you need to understand what, what ignorance is a little bit better. And, sure. and you can, you, you actually presented a great example. You know not to throw cars at, or rocks at cars, rocks at cars yeah. but, but you know even more so after you, like, become a after driver. you become a driver. But yeah. When do you learn not to throw rocks at cars? And this is where I'm going to be, I'm going to lean more to the, there is an ignorance gap here. You learn after you throw a rock at a car and someone yells at you. True, true. There's a, there's a consequence for yeah. the action. Yeah. yeah which, yeah. which, and as, oh, a, so you're as, saying as a child, there wasn't, yeah, okay. there wasn't the, yeah. So, which yes, you can, oh, they, all these resources at their disposal, like they should have known how bad this was. That's why I, I can't even say that this might've been a true anti-Semitic act. It can be very well be anti-Jewish, but to understand a, to understand something that is anti-Semitic, you really need yeah. some level of cognizance of the Semitic tradition, culture, mm-hmm. biblical understanding. Like, well, they have to, none of that. Yeah. None of that to be yeah. actively yeah. anti-Semitic. It's a very systemic uh, anti- yeah. anti-system kind totally. of understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. But, but to be, I, I mean, like the, it, it, 
the the context and what they did they did is certainly uh, well it's certainly anti-jewish oh there's it's certainly anti-jewish and just do, doing just, any like if i walk around all day doing it i'm, I'm doing an anti something that's against jews and uh, yeah I, which we'll is stop an, by and it is entirely yeah. prejudicial it doesn't matter I, if i do it to a jew or not if i do it no, to you it's just I'm, yeah correct it's like correct. oh okay, that thing that people who are very anti-jew and actually sure. systemically anti-jewish they did sure those negative things for a very, very specific purpose. It was like very conscious. But the, but the action is obviously associated with white supremacy. Of and course. Semitism. Obviously. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's Which, how we get but, there. Like, but yeah. yeah, but so, but the children, you know, yeah. How, how old it's the, how old is 15 really? But the, with these I mean, children, they're teenagers, right? So they're teenagers. Whatever. They're learning the very hard way. Why you do not do that. You hope, you hope that this teacher not only says like you cannot pull that shit. Here's why, and then gory details why. Because and, and this is where I, I think the the crudest, most graphic understanding of why those things are wrong is how we understand the forbidden. We understand the forbidden through the worst possible, um, or, or sorry, the worst Context. consequences that we can imagine from the things that actually occurred. Like it's why you don't do this. Cause these are the grotesque things that occurred that make this a forbidden thing. But it's- I agree that that would work with somebody who has an understanding of why human life was valuable. I'll tell you right now, when I was 17, the only thing I was thinking about, I don't even know. I, actually, I don't know how old these kids are, but they're, 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 they're under 20. So let's just call them teenagers. Um, uh, the only thing I was well, thinking they're, they're about clearly under like, eighteen, so they're 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 you know by law they're kids, adults. yeah, yeah. They're 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 in the TDSB, so they're not adults. Yes, so it's like I just thought about you know obviously what girl likes me, getting a basketball practice and like trying to get good grades because I knew that you know dad wanted me to go to university. Like those sure. are my most pressing concerns at that time, yeah. right? Or sorry, the most most salient concerns at that time. So it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know that I'm uh, that I at when I was 17 and again, I'm not trying to be charitable to these kids. I'm just trying to tease out the issue here. It's like, I don't know that I had a good understanding of like loss at a human level or like what it meant to suffer. Mm -hmm. And I felt like those things came to me much later in life. When, when I suffered through grief loss, when I saw like, you know, people torn apart on the roads or whatever the case is, or people with their heads cut off, for, yep. for you know hitting a transport truck where the case is like so so like i almost don't even know that i think that that is like they don't have the ability to even know that and i wonder if by the teacher getting upset she actually gives them what they want oh alex you know what i mean course. it's like a toddler I, who's like I, man I, it's like oh yeah. here take whatever you want to sh-. remember when we used to give you like stuff to just shut you up all the time yeah but that's attention <laughs> and this is what i'm saying attention seeking Attention yeah. seeking can be a simple course of action that you think these these students were taking because they're kids and they're like, ah, oh, like I just want to get attention or like positive attention, negative attention, doesn't matter. It's, it's very much right. like a, a very childish understanding. Bad press is good press. And yeah. if I have the ability to get a rise out of this teacher, then I have that power of attention over her, especially course, if, yeah. especially yeah. if she in any some way, shape, or form, like submits or seems defeated, that I can justify for myself. Whether yeah. she leaves that day and says like those students are gonna grow up to just be homeless, 
and like washes her yeah, hands yeah. of it and says, you know what? I yeah. f- you can't, you can't get every student. Some, t- you fail some, those are my failures. Okay. She sure. washes her hands of it. If, even if she perceives the rest of her life as that just, you know, some students don't make it across the finish line. Those kids, those kids, if they saw any sort of uh, semblance of victory in what they did as getting a rise out of her, then uh, that that is reinforcing the behavior. It's almost like training the yeah. algorithm. Yeah, no, like, definitely. Oh, now I can take it to the next. The push the envelope, really. So, are you Which, saying maybe she should double down and go? Oh, you think that's funny? Oh, here, watch this video of like them with tractors pushing, you know, dead Jews into holes. Oh, it, oh, is this what is this is, what you were is, trying is to this talk? What you're tra- is you, this you're what you're cool support? with this? Cool. All your classmates know you're cool with that now. You're like cool you could, you could go that way with it. Yeah. yeah. Like Alex, give them the, more attention. Yeah. Show them atrocities. It's like, oh, is this what yeah, you wanted totally. to okay. present? Yeah. Is this the crew? Yeah. Which Alex, in the classic case of South Park, suck my balls, Miss <laughs> Chokes on Dick, and she looks him dead in the eye and she says, "Present them." <laughs> He's like, "What are you gonna do?" It's like, better, better, better shape oh, up, right? So another, another classic teachable moment presented by South Park. Um, if it's no, not really, South Park, it's it's going to be Simpsons or Family Guy. It's yes, always the just, teachable moments. all I really am. From these, these three, the yeah. triad, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Um, no, but, I, I, I see your point on this. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if we're missing the biggest part of this, which is what are they getting at home? And I think there's oh. any number of like, I, look, I'm going to be charitable again, right? I'm going to try and take the to this the, the neutral side here. It's like, what if you find out that these kids are totally being abused, right? Like. Yeah. Like one of them has a single dad who is a total like white supremacist asshole, excuse me. And he just treats this kid like garbage and gives him no attention. And like, this was the vector for, I know, I don't know what the circumstances are, but I love to play this game where we posit that this is a situation in which maybe this wasn't that bad, but I think it's bad anyway. But no, uh, it's that, you know, what if that's the, moment, what if, right? Yeah. Right. It's like, what if that is the case? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like it doesn't make what he did right, but do I feel do I feel do I feel bad for this kid now? It's like, well, maybe you know. Well, this, to to use the American History X example again, there was never it was it was constant reinforcement, right? He right. even admits at the end, he's like, it wasn't an inflection point; it was ongoing reinforcement that turned me into the racist that it was. Which is it's a very it's very nuanced again, a very nuanced understanding of what makes someone grow to be so prejudicial and just be so anti like anti-human and towards another human very if yeah. not if not anti-human the very uh like inhumane to the level of they're an object that should be eradicated to the point of genesis well and that, so this bleeds back into the vaccines and into your to you um dying of covid right now yeah um, terrible terrible death of covid terrible. um it's like the more you hear a thing the more true it becomes right i, I forget i don't know there's a study on this i i was i was reading something recently about conspiratorial thinkers and I, I think like maybe white supremacy is a form of conspiracy thinking, obviously. And um, and it was like, so if you so you grew up in a household where you hear every day that, you know, let, let's use something innocuous because I, I don't want to like, uh, you know, give anybody. Fords are terrible vehicles. Fords are terrible, right? Found on road dead, fix or repair daily, whichever, daily. whatever your whatever yeah. your thing is. So it's like Fords are bad. Fords are bad. Fords are bad. And you so even if you think Fords are good. Now you're like, are they good? You know, you start to doubt your own knowledge of the vehicle yeah. you have. Yeah. And this creeps in. It's a concept creep, right? So the more people tell you that racist things are true, the, the more apt you are to just hold them as being true. And I, But I think that's it's complicated when you're a kid. You know, when you're, you're an adult, I think you have all the resources at your disposal to know that something isn't true. But I think that when you have... 
Well, okay, no, yeah, I could see you being like, eh, I don't know about that. Okay, let's just stick with a kid analogy. When you're a kid, you don't have all the resources. You don't have the faculties. Your brain's not fully developed. Your yeah. prefrontal cortex isn't as big as it should be. You know, you got lots of hormones raging. I, I yep. do think that there's a, I don't think these kids should be forgiven, but I think that they have an opportunity. This is a learning opportunity, um, yeah. if we can phrase it that way, but I no, I, I think there's I, a, there's I, a path forward from this. I will, I will harken back since we're talking about the COVID example, this example, since there are two, have, they both have very similar elements. And one is that um, a, an echo chamber is intoxicating. So oh, an echo totally. chamber uh, is intoxicating because it is a recursive loop of positive validation or positive reinforcement for the things that I say back into it. And then it gives me the validation that I'm saying the correct things. That is how you have an epidemic of, COVID misinformation, but as well as also you have groups, communities of people, white supremacists saying, yeah, this group is bad. And then other people say, yeah, they're horrible. That guy at the store at the end of the road, he's horrible. Like he charges way too much for groceries. And they're like, yeah, and the banking system. And then, yeah, like terrorists, like this is how an echo chamber forms. And it's only exacerbated by yeah. that little device in your pocket that allows us to track everything that you're doing. Uh, especially from an advertiser, as an advertiser's perspective. And if I'm an advertiser for, let's say, a product of like, you know, really niche Midwestern made pillows, and I am, <laughs> I'm like a very thick Midwestern accent, and I not only want you to support pillows, the ones that I'm making for you, of course, but I also want you to support um, that God has imbued me with the power and the business acumen to make such a successful business around pillows. Of course. And also I'm like weirdly sexually attracted to pillows. That's no big deal. I am going to <laughs> enter the echo chambers or rather since I'm a, I have an, I have a, actually a large following I, or a large amount of capital. I'm going to create the echo chamber around those beliefs because they're, they're reinforcing, self-reinforcing. And then the users yeah, yeah. generating all of the content that supports it. I no longer have to preach to acquire. I'm actually just a participant in a community. Oh my goodness. Look at us well, just you, being you, all right you together. You, the choir becomes self-sustaining. It's like a, what's that? What's the technology? It's like arc technology. Critical mass. Like when it becomes, critical mass. It's, when it's it hits critical mass. mass. Once it achieves critical mass, you don't even have to touch it, right? Yeah. I thought you were making like, you were doing a little nod to that uh, my pillow guy. What's his name? I was making a note. Oh, you were too. okay. Yeah, uh, just, just, logo, yeah. Okay, for the for the slow ones in the room, me. But I was like, oh, "Are you doing a nod to that?" You are okay. Yes. Because cool. no, yeah, I just think I just think that guy's hilarious. Yeah, a, a, yeah. absurd to the yeah. point of yeah. you know probably should what's his should name see. Mike something or Mike Lindell is that it Mike Lindell Mike Lindell. <sighs> yeah. yeah, my pillows. Man. You know what I do? You, I'll say this: I respect his right. His his willingness to throw his credibility to the wind. You I respect to, anybody. You, you have to respect you, that. I respect anyone who's God. like, you know what? I'm going to do something so I, terrible. People are going to hate me for it, and I'm not going to care. Yeah. It's like I, yeah. I I respect your willingness to throw your credibility yeah. to the wind. You know. You, so you, you know what the problem with this boat's ability to float? Not enough holes in it. Let's see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. What? Whatever. Yeah. His thing yes. was his thing with his little. You know, we brought people to a conference and tried to get them to disprove the election. I just thought I always think about like, if I, if I'm going to attempt something, right, like what's my next step. And this might, this actually might bleed into the trucker convoy. It's like, what's your next step? You have a demand. What's your next step? You know, I go out and I go to, I'm going to like, I know that I have to, I'm going to make it. Oh no, I don't have to make it up. I, I, I went out, I pulled the pull cord on my, 
um, snow thrower too hard and I snapped the cord. Okay. Have you ever replaced the cord on any no. anything? Any I've pull never had to instrument? replace a pull okay. start engine. Me neither, no. because like for some weird reason, all the pull cords on my stuff last forever. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's like a. I think it's a, it's my superpower. But anyway, not this time. So I pulled the cord. I broke it, and uh, my wife's like, "What are you gonna do now?" I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna take it apart. I'm gonna figure out how it works, and then like, I may not be able to get back together. I don't know. Like, I may not be smart enough to do this." And she's like, "Well, what are you gonna do then?" I'm like, "Well." But I'll just take it to a professional. <laughs> like I have a plan. I have a plan. If this plan doesn't work out, the next step is B. And if they can't put it back together, I'll just buy a new one. You know, like yeah. that's like, that's the, I have a, a, B and a C. But when you do things like, you know, you say, I want, I want the government to be overthrown and we're going to install ourselves as government. It's like, okay, what's, what's plan B now? Cause you don't seem to have a plan past that one. And I don't think this plan's going to work out very well. So I, I you know, I, I think Michael and Dell didn't have really a plan B, and I I, I worry for him. You know, I, I, yeah, like, no. And this, does he have like a revolver and he sits every night, kind of spinning the barrel? Like, you know, holds like, the pillow in one hand, yeah. the gun in the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I I do think maybe the most I, in a very uneducated opinion of this, I don't think I, I do, really, or rather, I think that belonging is a, an unfortunate goal or sorry belonging is not a goal belonging is just the end game so if i if i think hard about why i'm doing something and i arrive at the conclusion that oh it's well i belong so like that's why i'm doing it but that's not a goal that's just like the thing that allows you to to rationalize why you're doing it like it's never oh let's overthrow the government it's just like oh like the herd is moving that way and we're part of the herd so yeah, I guess we're going. Guess we're going that way next. Like, I feel like once one of my herd members rips out a Nazi flag and starts waving, I have to think: Did I follow the wrong herd? You yeah, know, or Definitely. or they start saying things like vaccines have five G technology. You know, I, it, you would think a rational person might say, "Hold on, I don't know if that makes any sense," uh, but it does seem to be like, you know, it's the hot take, it's the clickbait, it's the. It's hey. the thing that gives you that hit of dopamine, and I yeah. and I get that. I'm that person too. Like you know, so I don't. We all are. No, we all are. No, yeah. dope, no, we all are. Right? We're all human. Um, like that. Yeah. The, and the other thing I will mention is that you cannot you cannot convince a person with rational argument out of their conclusion if they arrived at it irrationally. Irrationally. Just, yeah. I know. I've said this yeah. to Crystal before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, and I'm like, why are cats foul creatures that shouldn't exist? Well, I'm allergic to them. And they yeah. smell, and they kill birds in Australia. So they death to all of them. Can't give us they, they step around on their own feces, and then yeah. they sit on your face and pillow. They, right? I they mean, like what's they happening smell in it. this yeah. world? Yeah, just disgusting. disgusting. They lick their own butthole. Yeah. with a with a with a scratchy tongue, <sighs> and then they try to lick you. Like, yeah, come on. Anything that is like okay with your dead body in a room long enough to consider eating it is just not something I want like around. Look, that's a real thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Some paramedic yeah. story coming. <laughs> I have a story for that, but I'm you know. Um, let's. Uh, I don't want to get no hypothetically. I don't even want to name the crew. Let's just say that there what there has been incidences where people have died in their homes. And they've not been found for some time and their pets get, you know, start to starve. And, you know, do you know what the pet's like, right? You've, you know, fall on the floor or you're laying on the floor and they want to lick your face. 
and they keep licking your face until you're like, oh, no, stop, stop, right? Yeah. Well, what if you just didn't ask them to stop and your tissue was simultaneously breaking down? Because Oh. I mean, what do you think happens? It's oh. A, it's a thing. It's never it's the Aristocats, is it? <laughs> or they find another place, which is a place they want to lick. <laughs> you know, I've seen some... I see some things, man. I can't. This. And then you get there and there's this like animal and you can tell they're uh, so afraid. And it's like my owner's dead. And, you know, you feel so bad, but they have like people on them on their face. And it's like, <laughs> and then they try to like kiss, like lick you. And you're like, no, like, no. yeah, I can't. I, it's, it's a weird place. <laughs> it's such a weird space. Like, you know, how do you feel? At this point, I don't know. Like we just laugh about it, kind of thing, right? Because you're like, it's oh. like, oh, little little spot. You're, you're you're a cute dog. I get it. You need love. You haven't had it for a week. You've been here by yourself, but I you got some person on you there on your a <laughs> little right there. Yeah, just if you could get that, I'll just I'll give you a little pet. But you know, it's that is yeah. foul. That is just. I don't even want to ask about the smell. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's so, it's so crazy because like, if you'd been there a week earlier, there was a person in that shell, there was a person in the body walking around having thoughts, but then when I get there, there's no person there. There's just the shell left and that shell Ugh. smells, you know, it's, it's very, it's a very weird thing, but I, you know, after doing it for a long time, you, you sort of like normalize this a little bit in ways yeah. that are like creepy to other people. Like oh, I'm yeah. telling the story, and some I know I've had of, dinner with you. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> some number of our listeners are going to be like, "That's foul!" And how can you, how can you even joke about that? It's like, well, you should try it, you know. And then, yeah, this is what we call it dark humor or black humor. We say it's like, of course, you know, we kind of have to joke about these kind of things. But anyway, I don't know how we got to cats or dogs licking the buttholes of dead bodies from anti-Semitic. Uh, salutes here. I'm not sure what happened there, but well, well it's it, it took a, it teaching took a teaching kids to not be anti-Semitic should not be like hurting cats. That's there's the no, there's the totally. lesson. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty. It's a pretty easy one. And this is where I say to to teach the forbidden, show the atrocity. And I think so, you learn real quick. <coughs> I agree with that. On this, on so, well, well, we're speaking about anti-Semitic uh, tropes and uh, and and. References to Hitler. Did you hear that Elon Musk uh, called Justin Trudeau Hitler? I, I, was this a tweet? Did I see this tweet? I think I'm pretty sure it was a tweet. Yeah, it was like a. Yeah. I didn't. I'm gonna bring up the tweet because I'm not exactly sure what he said, and I don't want to be. Let's not misquote uh, old Elon. No, I don't want to be. I want to be charitable to to whatever he yeah. said. Yeah, uh, especially when he's making Hitler comparisons. Yeah, so he said, which is like a tough one, it's a t- tough one to make in a in a parliamentary democracy. I should have had this ready. In in better a, podcasting world, I I would have had this already run up here. This is this um, is where we need a, th- a third person. Just like, hey, hey, uh, hey, Jesse, can you pull that up? We we need a Joe Rogan's Jamie is what I Jamie. Was there it hearing. is. Yeah, yes, Jamie. Jamie, pull Jamie. that up. Jamie, get that video. Yeah, he um, just has no idea how Google search works. I'm not seeing, you know, I'm not even finding like what he. Was it just a clickbaity title? I'm guilty of that. No, no. He posted a meme um, as a reply from some other thing. And um, he had said basically um, Trudeau's use of the emergency orders to halt crypto funds. 
from being given to the freedom convoy because that's what I think what was happening, right? It's obviously decentralized currency. No one can track yes. it. Um, yep. He given to the freedom convoy uh, trucker protesters who are block blocking the border crossings. Yep. Um, and then he said something like, um, he like Justin Trudeau was Hitler esque is what I so I'm you know it, now uh, I, there's I have so many feelings about this, but I I, I think that this people com- constantly comparing other people to Hitler is does it actually ruins our collective understanding about how bad Hitler actually was. So a lot of people compared Donald Trump mm-hmm. to Hitler. And I think that is like, I, I just, I, I, I don't even like Donald Trump, but I just thought that's a terrible comparison. Like for all the right reasons, it's a terrible comparison and all the wrong reasons. Right. So yeah. again, like doing this, like we almost like it's even like accusing these kids from the TDSB of being, you know, people are like they're Nazis. It's like they're not Nazis; they're stupid kids. And comparing them to Nazis tells you tells me two things: one, you don't understand the the terrible things Nazis did, and two, it actually it actually softens what Nazis really did. You know, it tells other people that we can make this comparison. Ah, uh, the elastic. Sort of yeah, it's like a. It's because right? you can only. Yes, it's it's like an elastic. You it only goes so it's far. Like, it yeah, it's really so far. far. Like this yeah. is where how horrible it was. But every time you pull it the other way, saying, "Oh, like that's just Hitler," unless right. it's in a comedic context, I will argue for that. Con- comedic context is kind of huge. For that's that. different. That's yeah. yeah. No, I would say that's that's like but, more like poking fun of that. That's 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 actually making a serious point about something. Yeah, that's what comedy does. But well, anyway. I think from a from a technical standpoint, even calling even calling the halting of cryptocurrency investment into Canadian bank accounts, just like you'd think Elon Musk would make. I feel like he's he's capable of making such like more nuanced points because ultimately yeah. it's like, oh, cool, donations from a cryptocurrency hit your bank account. Okay, that's income. Like I, as everybody, everybody's aware that that's income. That's income forever. All these people, he, he, like it, it worked. <laughs> the system of cryptocurrency actually worked. They did receive the money. Like, but uh, you know, I, I, I would have liked him. It's funny. Does Elon Musk want? Would Elon Musk take money from um, a rapist? Right. Probably. Like, well, this I, I just to make the point as 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 clear as I can. It's like okay. Uh, Elon, um, yeah, this guy, he's a rapist. He wants to give you some money. He's probably gonna be like, no, no, no I, I'm not into rape. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want this guy's money. I, I, I imagine I'm going to be charitable to Elon Musk here. I think he would say that he would say, go, no, like we don't want, we don't want to associate with rapists. It's like, yeah, well, Canadian, Canadian citizens don't want Russian oligarchs or, or, uh, North Korean bad actors or anybody else who might be donating to disrupt American or Canadian democracy to inject money into these things. I don't care if it's cryptocurrency or not. I just think it's, that's, that's the larger problem here is that we don't want um, those type of things coming into our, we don't want white nationalist groups, you know, funding. And I don't even know if the truckers are even aware that this is somewhere where the money's coming from. So again, I would be charitable to them, but like, that's the whole point here. Elon, it's not about stopping cryptocurrency and that, you know, Justin Trudeau's trying to be, I don't know, whatever, uh, an oligarch like that, that I feel like he almost either did it purposefully because he's a smart dude 
or he just it was ignorant as to why we were concerned about it. So it's not clear yeah, to me which one I, of those I pro- it is. It's yeah, it's probably to get it right. He's you know it's classic attention. You think play. it is right? He's the most clickbaity thing ever. The reason he's I Elon Musk. Does he need more attention? Like I, yes. That's why I'm like I feel like atten- it's an ignorant comment. Like attention is power, man. That's all it is. I guess so. Yeah, it's, attention yeah, it's is the new currency take, right? of the world. Yeah, but I, I really do think I would be <clears throat> I would be so accepting of no halting of of um of the cryptocurrency transactions hitting people's bank accounts if they were forced to declare it at uh you know like a 50 to 70 percent marginal tax rate like uh, i'm right. cool with that like yeah because then i'm like oh you're accepting a donation from a foreign entity that you're going to use to finance your some sort of protest you're not some going type for of, the- like um, near seditious Let's just some type of protest. Okay, I'm like, okay, protest, every yeah. other protesting body in the country abides by, you know, you're a charitable organization accepting donations. You are a gift funded organization to try and raise as much money and pay as little tax on that as possible. But you're registered. And ultimately you, you, you go through the proper channels. I like the proper channels argument because for me, mm-hmm. I'm just like, if you want to break the rules, it comes at the cost or it comes at the opportunity to change the rules. So if you want to break them, change them, or comes at a cost. Yeah. For every future... Well, they don't believe the government is doing the right thing. So why would it's they legitimate, to, why right? Would but yeah, why this, would they, I mean, this goes, let's go back to our last argument. For every new for every new protest that occurs that potentially wants to receive, you know, let's say foreign uh, foreign money through a cryptocurrency channel, yeah, may may they have to report an incredibly specific filing annually to ensure that they can identify where that money came from because it's not the the protesting body is not decentralized and uh and uh disconnected from any sort of citizenry yes the currency may be but the citizen is not and and that's where my biggest my biggest argument against um a lot of you know dark money financing for projects is really because I don't like the idea of your general citizen following the rules, doing their best, and then ultimately, you know, pay, paying taxes on their income. But then you have, you know, this this alternate channel where people are trying to beat the system by, you know, getting getting their income from dark money channels and paying no taxes at all. You drove on public roads for your pro- protest. You right. parked your ass on a public street. You parked it in front of our publicly funded parliament. Goddamn, you're going to pay all the taxes on all of the public protests you're going to make if you receive money for it. Uh, right. Unless you want to fund it yourselves out of your own pocket, then I cannot. I cannot fault you. You're already paying tax on that income. That's yeah, like if they about. if they sort of rented their protesting space, it would be maybe we might be having a different argument about it, right? But yeah. um, which is no, which I, is why I, they I said feel, it became an Occupy movement. It I was, see your point because the, this really the citizens of Ottawa suffer here, right? Like, and the police forces and everybody who has put in no overtime time away from their families. Not just again, so, the, yeah, that's a huge expense, man. Like I, do, I, do, I do think expense. that it's worth noting that the vast majority of people who are truckers are vaccinated, right? Something like ninety over ninety percent of truckers are vaccinated. Over ninety percent, and the protest and has been condemned. Who, yeah, and companies who have had to have had people not want to be vaccinated, they don't have vaccine mandates. They said, "Okay, you can only travel in Canada. You're only going, to, you know, across Canada. You're not going. You can't go to the states because the states won't let you in." So they pivoted that way. So I, 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 you know, there's a lot of obviously we could talk about the, the trucker protest is almost like a whole 
podcast and myself, but um, we we die. We digress. We digress. We digress. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with some of your points there. I, I, yeah, I, these people don't believe in a public system though. Like these are, these are, you know, it's like the old saying, what do you, um, what do you ask a libertarian's house is burning down? Who does he call? Hmm. Yeah. Which I'm sorry. Well, you are not, uh, you, you can, you can have it. You can't have it both ways. You can't have a total divestment in the public yeah. system and then say, we're all going to do to each their own. He, each shall go it on their own. And then when your house is burning down and your neighbor doesn't show up to help you put it out, well, should we have had a fire department at that point? Like, yeah, I, 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 I do think that the, some of this is lost on those people. And to your point about echo chambers, I, I don't know that there's a way to break that, uh, that veneer to, to, to shatter that veneer or that glass to, there to, 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 say, to quote, you know, to quote Redditor, you know, you dog sharks, two, one, two, one, two. I can't remember. The <laughs> one. But to quote that freedom of <laughs> freedom of expression is not the same as freedom from consequence. It is. It's, that's, I like that. Actually, I've been using the freedom of speech is not, is not freedom of reach line a lot because people feel like they're getting suppressed on, Oh, YouTube took their channel down. It's like that. That's correct. YouTube has a, ter- has terms of service. Terms of if service. you violate the terms of service, they're a, and this is where I really, I think like conservatives really shoot themselves in the face with like at, at point blank with double barrels. It's like, Oh, YouTube's taking down conservative videos. You know, how can they do this? So we should, we should uh, have a, we should have government regulate YouTube so they can't do things like that. It's like, Oh, uh, wait a second. I thought you were the party of big business and uh, capitalism. Uh, zero so government They're regulation. a private company. They can do whatever they want. If they don't like the socks you're wearing, they can take your video down. That's what you love. Like, what, what are you talking about? You, you you can't have it both ways, guys. But well, no, I, I know that just... doesn't... That's cold comfort to any conservative listening who's like, I can't have it both ways. You know, The, the simple sum of that is there is no such thing as modern free market capitalism. It does not exist. There's no such thing. Can you unpack that for me a bit? There's no such there's, thing. As- there's no such thing as modern free market capitalism because both it's regardless of your party line, party line. Yeah. Uh, government restriction on capitalism is initially there to protect the citizenry or the, the, at least the consumer. And then either side can argue for regulation against, you know, capitalism yeah. to, oh, to so allow you're, to do you're certain pointing- things. You're pointing to the regulations then. So like, uh, you know, Coca-Cola just, can't, can't dump e- cyanide into Lake Ontario. You know, or Not even just I, regulation. They don't even have a plant there. I'm just making no, it. Not even just regulation. The subsidy, my friend. Free market capitalism uh, is, is devoid of subsidy, but subsidy is rampant and subsidy abound. Like right. you want to talk, you want to talk anti-free market capitalism. I need a hundred million dollars to build my stadium. It's not how free market right? works. No. <laughs> right? That is, that is not how the mechanisms of government should be interfering with private sector and, and pure free market yeah, capitalism. You don't hear about exist. any VCs building stadiums, eh? That's kind of weird. No. You, you have no... They know, you never they have know, an they know that the that the municipal governments or the cities will pay for those things, and they don't have to get invested. in VCs don't have to be invested in that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's it's all under the guise of of job returns for the the area without a profit sure. sharing mechanism uh, over the course of the lifespan of the stadium. That never gets talked about. Like, oh, you want to talk pure free market capitalism? All right, here's a contract. I will take fifty percent of your profits for the first ten years, and then I will take twenty five percent of your profits uh, at infinitum. 
That is a government being totally badass in free market. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Totally. Does yeah. not happen at all. It's always like, we can give you $100 million to build it. So you're going to pay our local workers to build the stadium for you. And then yeah. we get the parking sales? <coughs> no, not the park. The popcorn? No, not the popcorn. Uh, what do we get? Oh, you're going to build a restaurant and hire people there. And those people will pay pay taxes on their income. Okay. We'll, we'll take 100 workers income who work at the stadium versus rev share on the stadium forever right it's total yeah. bullshit total which bullshit. they yeah you're totally you know what that you just made me think a lot about a lot of things i had a lot of i have an explosion of thoughts it was like all that money could be reinvested into housing affordable housing and uh close to the stadium at least <laughs> yeah right it's like it could just be yeah you're you're totally right yeah but look you're pointing out a reason i think why people thought Donald Trump would be a good president because he could make deals like the one you're talking about deals. Now, yeah. I think the deal you just talked about is vastly beyond his comprehension, but but that's the type of thing people thought was going to happen, obviously. Right. Like that's like, and I think it's a great idea, actually, that what you just said, I, you know, gives, I think it, maybe we should burn the sky dome down and then somebody could rebuild it. And then we get that deal. Well, uh, uh, Cal- Calgary, Alberta tried to do it with their recent stadium and then for the, the Eskimos or for the, yeah, the Alex Eskimos is not politically correct anymore. Um, I thought it was the, the Edmonton. It's not that. What are they? It's not. It's like the Calgary flames. Um, Oh, the flames. Oh yeah. Sorry. It was the new flame stadium. And ultimately what they did was uh, because the cost increases to keep the stadium, some semblance of green uh, for the next decade. And okay. the new mayor said, just like, cool, what are the extra costs? And the, the private company representing the team, the, the building corporation, I believe, said, oh, it's going to be an extra $9 million. You're going to have to front the $9 million. And then the mayor said, no. Like, why would I do that? It's, <laughs> you have to abide by our green initiative. Why am I giving you $9 million? And then right. they said, well, if you don't give us this $9 million, we're going to pull the team. And then because she was the new mayor, she kind of went to this, she stood her ground. And she's just like, okay. So now Calgary Flames future technically in limbo, but for like the best reason ever, because your municipal body said, I'm not going to pay $9 million more taxpayer dollar to you private corporation because you don't want to eat into your profit margin to abide by our green regulations to keep the stadium functioning longer. Okay, but who's going to eat that bad press now when the flames oh, leave? Only, only the mayor. Only the right? mayor. It's like mayor, that's yeah. going to be the story. And everyone who's against the flames leaving is going to make that the story. Of course. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's oh, not... the mayor The mayor couldn't deal. And oh, is she a woman? Yes. Oh, that, I mean. For, like I mean, first female mayor it, in like. It, it makes it, it. It does itself. It's a story that writes itself, right? So. Yeah. It's, yeah, she, yeah she got. I, 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 I honestly think that. I respect. I respect the lady ballness of that decision, and the, like oh, if the flames leave, the ovariness, ovariness, yeah, is ovariness. that a thing? Is that a word? Yeah. Do we just it make is a now. word? We just make a word. Um, yeah, I think that you know she stood her ground. I think that's totally legit based on what you said about uh, free market capitalism and the way it yeah. should work. So, well, well it, it's and that's what I think. And there is there is no modern flames fans are going to hate this though. Like of if course, something happens, of course. Like they're but I mean, as a, an incredibly biased opinion that I'm about to, you know, espouse, um, who cares about Flames fans? Not not us Leafers. Um, certainly not the Habs fans. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Got to make some enemies. Got to make some enemies. <laughs> <laughs>
Look, the Habs, the only thing, like ask of Habs fans what's good about their team and, they, and they'll always say something like, well, we won, whatever, 32 Stanley Cups. Okay, yeah, but... Yeah, but what's good today, though? Well, hold on. We got the most cup. Like, come on. Coming from a Leafs fan, though, like, I can't even admit as a Leafs fan. I'm I'm the most. I'm not a Leafs um, sycophant where, like, I don't, like, I I don't think that they're winning every year. And the expectation that anyone will win every year only is, you're only allowed to have that if you live, you know, in California or you lived in Ohio for a certain amount of time. Yeah, was LeBron going to bring home the championship? Of course he was. Like that was a reasonable expectation. Yeah. You know, were Golden State Warriors going to bring it home? For sure they were. Like that's, but that was for a time you could have that. But they're only people that could do that. Um, or 1990s Bulls fans, Chicago. Of course they were going to bring home. Of course they're going to win the championship. It's just but, math. Uh, I've seen the last. Yeah, it was fantastic. Exactly right. <laughs> we digress. We digress. Yeah, go Leafs. Go Leafs. Go. What else do we have to talk about today? We needed to discuss the very interesting development with Ukraine and uh, old uh, dictatorial Putineska. Um, He uh, he went on a it wasn't lively. It was just long and weirdly. Was this on RT? Was this on Russian TV? This was the Russian TV one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the I had to read the transcription. Is that I don't speak Russian, um, and, and uh, his yeah his yeah. I, thanks he he gave us like his ex boyfriend speech is kind of how I feel oh, about yeah. it. He just went like just like these two um, these two sub states within the U- Ukraine the nations I should really I should refer to more nations than they are states within within the state uh, Don Donbass and the other one can't remember Donetsk um, yeah and. Yeah. Um, uh, Yes, we really our research team. The other one, (laughs) the other one. Really, the way he describes them is just like they've always been Russia. Like I'm, like we're in love. Like you know, they should just come back to Russia. The people already identify as Russia. We're gonna march through the streets. Here's a treaty to ensure that we can. This isn't an invasion. This is a reclamation of like our dog from this bad relationship. You and you, me and Ukraine. Like he he went on this tear where he like he said. Everything about Ukraine that they're doing now is wrong, but they also owe their entire identity to Russia. And also Mm. they're even considering joining NATO is like an affront to Russia. And we need to react now because sanctions are just an American mechanism to destroy Russia. Like he went and played out 1990 in his head, just at people. Like it was, it was weird. I mean, the way... Look, he's a K- ex-KGB, KGB, right? Am I wrong about this? Yes, so, he is ex-KGB. I'm pretty sure he's ex-KGB. So, yes. um, I mean, is this not just the bait and switch that we we should have expected from Putin, right? So oh, he's like, oh, well, these, I think it's, L- L- I don't know how to say it, L- Luhansk, Luhansk, L- Luhansk, Luhansk, so Donetsk and Luhansk. Anyway, he sends sleeper cells into these areas and says, okay, you're going to create a pro-Russian uprising within these areas. That will give me the pretext. I mean, this is totally, if anyone thinks this is, they, they go, you know what? Maybe there was pockets in Ukraine that was actually pro-Russian and and, and and Putin has the right to do this. I think that is like, it It might be ignorant on a level, like go sit at the children's table 
Like there's, a, I have no faith at all. Somebody can correct me on this. Um, Bropium for the masses at gmail.com emails and tell us like that, that there's absolutely no way in which I think Ukrainians want the, you know, people within these communities in the largest city in Ukraine. I think Donetsk is one of the largest cities next to Kiev or Kiev. However, I'm, I'm going to be Kiev. correct on that. Yeah. It's like, there's no way everybody wants this. This seems crazy to me. And I honestly feel as though he's, he's saying these things because he created them. So he knows them so well because they're of his own creation. So Mm -hmm. I don't buy this. I don't buy this at all. And he's done this. His behavior has been this way forever. So it's not, there's no reason to think that, Oh, you know what? This time there actually was a separatist uprising. I I don't see that at all. I could be wrong here or you're going to correct me on this, but well, well, no, this, uh, the, the classic, classic Russia playbook is always, um, at least geopolitically is, is still divide and conquer. And divide. Look at the U.S. Di- right? Yeah. U.S. Divide Oregon. within. Yeah. yeah. Divide within the country itself. Uh, <clears throat> conquer. Conquer is like as you see fit, which usually starts with uh, social systems and then political systems. And this one, this one seems especially, like, weirdly, especially like <coughs> pro, like a pro-Soviet reconglomeration kind of play. Yes, like it, this, I, I totally this, agree. It had that feeling yeah, to me. Has like a weird, like a weird throwback like he's leaving it's almost like you see the old man who wants to leave his legacy before you know maybe just rampant radioactive lung cancer takes over or something i don't know just wishful thinking for putin really um and it's it's got this weird vibe of you give no ground because once you give one you lose all and it's like can't give belarus can't give ukraine you know, can't can't give any of these these countries that have like even the tiniest bit of of a pro-Russian sentiment amongst a, a small cohort of its citizens, because yeah. once you let one go, you 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 lose the game, and that's like the classic right. dictator play: yeah. never give no, up the nuclear her. weapons, because once you do, you're you're going you're, you're well you're going to get assassinated. The IMF comes in, and you have to borrow money from them. Is that, yeah. that's the conspiratorial. Or, so, you know what, in preparation for this, I actually looked up some facts on Ukraine because I was like, what does Ukraine even have? Because they're, you know, like aside from subjugating their, their population to Putin's rule, uh, which, yeah, I mean, any strong man loves to be loved, hated. I don't know. what. Nothing stronger than uh, having your people starve. <laughs> right. So it turns out that Ukraine in terms of a uh, natural resource position is like one of the richest in Eastern Europe. So coal, few, uh, it's estimated they have something like 1 trillion cubic meters of natural gas reserves. Nice. Like, nice. that's a, I don't even, I, I can't even in my mind come up with how much that is, but they have a lot of things that are really needed for manufacturing. They have iron, manganese, Apparently, mm-hmm. people need that for something. I'm not exactly sure what, believe, what goes. I, believe... I could I couldn't pick up anything in my home and say this has manganese in it. But apparently, they have You're a lot like, of it. I forget um, grade ten chemistry. God damn it! They have a lot of <laughs> they have a lot of titanium apparently, and other just like again the coal is a big deal. Like they have enough yeah. coal to run their country almost well till till global warming cooks the earth um, yeah. from their coal use essentially. So or global climate change, sorry. Um, They just, from a a resource standpoint, I think they have all the things that if I were a conquering country, you know, you would want. Um, I don't know what their their fresh water's like, but my intuition is that they have, they're a big country. They're the second largest 
in Eastern Europe, I think. So they, they have a lot of fresh water. So this is, I mean, I don't know if this telegraphs that like somehow Russia is not doing well on the natural gas and oil front or raw, raw materials. I don't know anything about their, actually, maybe I should have read that before I, we started talking about this, but maybe they're telegraphing that they want those things too, right? So. Well, probably not on the oil front. They do. It's funny. Oil, um, for oil exports. Because they export oil, don't they? To the, a ton. To a ton Germany. of Germany. The Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. And, and other and other countries in the area. China. And I think if this is... Let's, let's remember back to my, you know, state behavior, international geo, geopolitics. What I think this, this could very well be is, I, again, I, I'm still inclined to say this seems like a last hurrah because maybe he doesn't doesn't want to be a dictator anymore but you leave this mm-hmm. the strong man needs to leave on like look what i did or like this Fair. is like the final this is the final thing that i did to set up the next guy that i'll have as a puppet um and if that is a very much a like a i ceded no ground i even gained then mm-hmm. From a from a news perspective, like the Russian propaganda machine will eat that up for years. Like Putin dies yeah. a god, Strong and man. if you die, a, the, yeah, the Uberman, be, the Uberman, yeah, worse. Like he becomes worse, like yeah. uh, he's like that. He's like it's it's Marx, it's Lenin, it's Putin. Like it becomes mm-hmm. you know, let's embalm his body and put it on display in one of our main thoroughfares, uh, and and it just got it has this weird weird almost like desperate you know against um, i'm up against the wall kind of play so make a move here's what here's what i here's what i'm going to say i'm going to do and here's what i'm doing and let's just see if the international community can actually get its shit together to you know quell an uprising because if they can't sweet i know exactly what i need to do next or i need to know exactly what the next guy needs to do next but if they do anything well then you know i'll I'll just i just think that there's the possibility of failure here. So, so even if, even if all that's true, um, I, this is what I think he risks big time. And hopefully you agree here. The sanctions that the rest of the world starts to put on Putin doesn't hurt Putin or the oligarchs. It actually hurts the people. And there, there, there's never a better time for an uprising against your government when the bread lines don't have enough bread or, or whatever the case is, right? Like where, where you have a taste of the West, you see the, what, what happens in the West and mm-hmm. now you are living some type of crazy poverty or whatever the case is in Russia, you're a Russian citizen who sees the actions of your government. However, they, they, they tend to, you know, um, I, I, you know, I saw, I watched this really crazy thing on vice where people that one of the reporters went into Russia and tried to ask people, how do you feel about Vladimir Putin? And they all kind of said the same thing, leading them to believe that they're all, they all know you better say the right thing because if you don't like the, someone's coming for you. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that he leaves himself open. And I think that history will show this as well, right? Like Muammar Gaddafi might be a good example of this, or um, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, Saddam, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if it was Saddam. Like Saddam wasn't. They didn't. The people didn't rise up. They did a bit, but it was more okay. about um, Ceausescu. Ceausescu would be a good one in Romania. There, there could be many that I'm missing here, but I think that if he fails, he leaves himself open to 
you know, as people are starving, he leaves himself open to something like a revolution in Russia, which I always think like Russia's 50 years behind us in terms of the way our democracy is. And I think people tend to think of them as a democracy, although I would, I might disagree with that, but they They're, still do have elections and votes, mm-hmm. whether, whether they be real or not. Um, so I do think that I think of them as like struggling and stumbling towards what we consider to be more like democracy in Canada, but albeit through like they're going through those those pains and Putin is like, you know, he's going to be the pin or the or the um, it could be the turning point his his presidency or whatever he calls himself. I don't even know. High chancellor. It would be the maybe the turning point here. So I do think there is that real that is the, a real risk of what he's doing. Uh, Aside from the nuclear war and mass starvation, all the things that would be terrible for the world, yeah, um, I do think that there's a, there's I, potential for him to be overthrown. And just so I, people know, when I said when I said Uberman, I, sometimes I, I know we're going to say things that are probably not terms that people use regularly, and uh, and so I think for because the only way I learned what Uberman was was by looking it up. So for our listeners, like the the Ubermensch is a it's, it's a was coined by uh, uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. And it, it was just to mean um, a human, not a man, but I know it sounds like Ubermensch sounds like man, but it's not, it's, it's, it's a, it's just a, um, a, a person with superhuman qualities who is above the rest of his fellow man in the, in the context of being people. So when we say Putin fancies himself, the Uberman, he really fancies himself as more than just, a citizen of the world. He's more godlike to his people or he fa- fashions himself in a, in a godlike fashion, you know, with a shirtless, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I want to tell people that I'm really super cool, I ride around shirtless on a horse on a horse instantly, instantly people are like that bro, that bro is dope. Yo. Oh yeah. I'm going to be that boy, that boy's friend. So. I guess that guy doesn't need to chase tail, tail, chase. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Alex, I, I like your point. I, I, am a uh i'm a cynic i think yeah i love so i think the same circumstances that that create revolution can be communicated as the circumstances of of the external other so the, the external external force that we must rise up against so even though your people are starving whose fault is it well it's these international sanctions. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, oh, we, like, you can't go to your vacation home anymore it's in a different of, country. It's because of Joe Biden. It's because, yeah. Of, oh, yeah, these Americans, the Johnson. EU, the yeah. EU is yeah. totally, you know, shoving their international sanctions around our throats. And look, we're Russian. Like, look at us. Look, yeah. we we yeah. do no wrong. Do we we're do just anything doing drills. worse? We're just doing do, some drills. Do we do anything right. worse than they do is another one. It's like, do we do anything yeah. worse than they do? No, we're far, we are far more accepting and far more complimentary. Let me ask you something, a serious question. Yes or no. Do you think Obama's failure to act on the annexation of Crimea provided a pretext for this new Ukrainian invasion? <sighs> It's a loaded like, I, yes. It's a loaded I think yes. That, oh, he's the best. I think he's one of the best presidents that the world will see for a while. Well, it's one of the best politicians lifetime. in a while. Yeah, just uh, like this you is know, where I, just a, anyway. Yeah, so, hamstring, man. He, I, I think he did. Uh, well, he had oh. a Congress that was non-cooperative, but that's not the point. The point is, if he's the guy in charge, right? If they, if it flows to the top, then he was responsible for that. And I gotta I gotta hang it around his neck. So I do but, think that that the world didn't react on that. 
The world didn't react, man. It the was world not didn't react. Just... I'm, I'm, I'm putting it at his feet. I know that. I understand. Yeah. But the fact that the world didn't react, and some, and look, the the fact is that the U.S. spends ten times the has spends ten times the budget than the country ten countries below them. Right? We have they have a larger military than the than than China, than Russia, than anybody. Ten times. Right. So if they don't, if they aren't the, if they don't take take up that torch, the mantle then you can't expect countries like Great Britain, Canada, Australia, France, Italy, who, whomever else, to or Germany, to follow if they're not going to be, you know, if they don't pick up the stick. So I think in a lot of ways, like that international failure, and again, I kind of put some of it disproportionately on Obama, is the reason why we see this today. And like, I don't think it's going to erupt a nuclear war, but I do think... Well, Ukraine's going to lose those cities. That's just the way it's going to be. Like, yeah. Well, in this, yeah. this that that's. And I think it's tough. total shit. But I, I, yeah. It's it's an even tougher one because you're at, you ultimately, you, you're getting at the the weird, kind of like the weird fact that the Cold War in a lot of ways didn't end, and it was incumbent. Just, no, upon, it just moved online. Yeah. Well. Right. It, it just ar- moved into the internet. Is. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm joking, but, but it, I, you know, yeah. we're going to be corrected yeah. on this by by listeners. But it's like the Cold War is done with information now. It's not done with with bombs or throwing yeah. bodies at you know one another. So yeah. Yeah, and if anything, a you know, in a global globalization, uh, yeah, it, globalization allowed for for the Cold War on more guerrilla fronts. Like it was just it. Yeah. Instead of saying this is where the proxy war will be fought. It became oh these are our, our a million guerrilla fronts, and to leave it to any group of leaders to make it incumbent upon them to kind of like quell that cold war is honestly, dude, it takes a level of like national introspection and care yeah. to yeah. to even do that because you're you kind of got to arrive at a really shitty question for yourself, and that is. If this doesn't affect, as a citizen of Canada, if this doesn't affect my day-to-day life in Canada to the tune of hearing about a potential genocide or atrocity, do I care enough to have my politicians care? And then take my tax dollars and use those and use my dollars to then do something about it. To do something. Because I think that's, people come, it comes down to the dollar figures. And I think that this, the point you're making is most uh, it is exemplified most recently by what happened in Afghanistan. And I, I'm not a foreign policy expert. Like if, if on a scale of one to 100, I'm a one on foreign policy expert expertise, but maybe a, maybe a 0.5. But I, I did see people just didn't care about Afghanistan anymore. And it's funny when they left, it was like, oh, we didn't do it very well. But it was like, it was really only the politicians that were gaming um, they were gaming that for their hot takes and to, and to get to drum up political fervor. But in reality, like the U- U.S. citizens just didn't care. They didn't want more of their money thrown at this problem to some extent. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I was seeing online a lot of, in a lot of cases. And I think and that no, you're making the news cycle. How, the news cycle made how, that point. Yeah. It's like how much money can Canada throw at this Russian problem that would make a difference? If you told me, look, we can spend a hundred million dollars and Ukraine will be a sovereign nation. I go, then I guess you got to spend the hundred million. If they say, Which, "Well, we could spend a hundred million, but we're not really sure. We may lose D- Donetsk and Luhansk." I go, "Yeah, I don't know if we should be spending any money now." Then you know, like so that's the, uh, 
But that's the real problem. Most geopolitical issues are such complex systems or com yeah. complex um, problems well, like, to what, deal with. What are the Americans doing? What are the Brits yeah, doing? Yeah, oh, they won't so, commit until you commit. Oh, so, you know, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. Mu yeah, so yeah. multivariate, and and then you arrive at, and this is this is actually one of the one of the uh, a bigger problem that most people don't understand about the issue with abstraction, and there there is the problem on the ground in Ukraine. People yeah. arming themselves, and there's maybe you know the Visigoths at the door. This is how people understand it: boots on the ground. Now, if you abstract one out, there are still municipalities interacting with a potential foreign military force entering their land. The potential provincial uh, provincial um, bodies or states and state governments who actually have to organize their citizens around this understanding. And then there is a federal state uh, government that is saying, like, "Hey, world, look what's happening here." whole world yeah. should be watching this yeah. is happening between two foreign states and that isn't even your home state that isn't even your home place where you grew up that is a by all accounts a, a forgettable nation that 99 percent of the population has never been to and we only know them by you know borscht like it, it, or, like or right. by a meal that i've shared with someone who was from ukraine or a girl i dated from the, or ukraine her yeah and, from and ukraine. her parents like were because i was yeah. I was not Ukrainian. Yeah. So I mean, this happens. is like, like it's, I, it's, I wouldn't like me either if I weren't Ukrainian. Right. Hard to, it's hard to parse. Get, it's hard to, to parse in parts that are, that are, that are digestible for the average person, which I'm hoping we're, I don't even know if we're doing that right now. I feel like we are, but I do yeah. think it's, it's, it's so when people are like, well, okay. I wanted to ask you this question. What about people who think that, well, I wish our prime minister was as tough as Vladimir Putin. Now, what do you have to say to those people? Those people, I'm going to make two judgment calls. My first guess, the majority of those people don't vote, which is an insult. Oh, you know, I'm, say, okay. I'm saying you that. So? From, okay. No, I'm saying that from an insulting standpoint. I would say my I guess. I think they're voting for the PPC in the next election. But okay, I really, I, I think fundamentally people do not understand how the parliamentary system works, nor do they no, understand first past the post voting, nor do they understand what a, like a polling station is. Like I, I is very, very negative opinion of people who make um, like blanket statements for our um, sure. state actor to state actor or state head of state to head of state or even head of government to head of state. Like yeah. Russia, you have a head of state, you have yeah. head of government. And in Canada, even you even laugh when people are like, yeah, our, our head of government is, you know, kind of a jackass sometimes. And he still has to report his head of state duty, head of state duties to like a governor general. And people are like, yeah. what? And you're like, yeah, do you vote? Like, uh, it's like, would you have <laughs> participated in the Canadian political process ever? Um, so when people make that judgment call, and that's my first assumption, super prejudiced, like really sure. going to take a lot to change my mind. I should really be open-minded about it. But what I also think is that I think people overestimate the, the, the societal commonalities between two different states. Uh, yeah. And they overestimate that almost comparatively to like the day-to-day -day commonalities of the citizen. Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they're like, people. They're on cell phones. They have food and dogs. They're just like me. Oh, it's like, no, or even, that's, that's even, it's not even yeah. remotely how it works, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Alex, I'm saying even yeah. worse. Like when Canadians say like, it's our second amendment, right? And I'm like, what <laughs> the, like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like, you do know, like it's charter of rights and freedoms. And it's like, doesn't straight up say it says freedom of expression under these several criteria. 
and you got like gotta gotta break it down for them a little bit. And you're like, I don't have the time or the crayons to get through this with you, but I have neither the time nor the crayons to. I love that line. That's yeah, a great line. yeah. But and that's and that's where I, the people that presume that the state leaders can act almost like that movie, like the movie scenes where it's mm-hmm. you know thirty people at a dinner table, fundamentally yeah. don't understand the complexity of like their own political system let alone international politics at all like and well, it's like like you're, oh you're, you should be more like trump and i'm just like i don't think you understand the mechanisms yeah. that led to a how they would even translate how it would lead to b over here yeah no i i feel, I feel you on that i think that what people are saying though sometimes that that don't that want that think that trudeau is soft Right, because I, you know, the the liberals led the way on things like truth and reconciliation. Uh, however bad or I, I'm not going to make a comment on about how they did it. Just I'm just saying that they engaged in these type of conversations, mm-hmm. and to to a lot of conservatives or people who who thought a leader is strong, right? Like you know, let's take the white mid fifties voter, whether they be liberal or I, whoever they are, centrist, you know. To them, a leader's a strong, a strong dude. He he doesn't apologize, and I think like Trump gave people that he d- he never apologized. The guy literally never apologized, right? And if he did, it was somebody else's fault. Well, yeah, yeah. it was that guy's fault, and he's sorry. He's such it. an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I shouldn't have hired him. He's an idiot, yeah. and I'll hire somebody better. So, um, yeah. so I think that this level of apology that Trudeau has 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 done, they see that like a leader doesn't do that, and a strong man doesn't do that, and therefore guys like Trump and Putin are better leaders on the basis of the apology thing or what they're soft or hard on. So like trans is, rights, gay and yeah. LGBTQ. Oh, stuff. oh but like those are like, yeah, like, all the like, new different things, right? Exactly. Like, well, it's all, it's just like the, whatever the flavor is. Right. So, um, you know, it's, but I, what's funny is like, it's like, if you love Trump so much, you should move to the U S if you love Vladimir Putin so much, you should move to Russia. Like if you think that living under that leader is the best thing ever, then then that's i i i will help you do that you know like go go forth but um i don't think they they really like to your point i don't think they really understand how it works they really they don't understand man like and i think to but, lend, but I, to, I hear them though i hear their their yeah and maybe then, there's other things i'm missing obviously well then, then counter conservative, you, you have an opportunity to counter irrationally you're gonna be like are you kidding me trudeau is one of the like biggest hardliners on cronyism that I have ever seen in, in, a, in a federal politician, at least in my lifetime. I'm just like, that dude is the best friend you can have if you have a multi-million dollar company. You have example after example of him waiving triple bid rights on government contracts and giving them to his friends. If that dude isn't a total badass because he's like, don't worry, bro, I got you. I think we need to re- reevaluate our, our understanding of what makes a total like strong man or badass politician. Like, sure. When it comes to cronyism, we, Trudeau's got it in spades. When it comes to, uh, dare I say it, a level of slipperiness and in his ability to shirk the responsibility for his actions previously, I would say better than better than Trump at times. Dude yeah. was able to say, "Don't worry, blackface never happened." I'm sorry. Like, and we just, we just, no. You know what he did? He rebranded it he as brownface. He rebranded it. He yeah. didn't. He did. He's like, no, I would never do blackface. Yeah. Yeah. I did brownface, and I apologize for brownface. Like, it's like, but honestly, for him to get away with it, I thought, good for you. Yeah. Because well, look, because you can, and I, th- I do think that this is the egregiousness. 
um, in this, if we're gonna if we're gonna live in this place, this space right now, Donald Trump had intercourse with a Playboy model while he was married. He talked about grabbing women by the crotch, and this guy still became president. So don't tell me how upset you are with. You, don't try to cancel Justin Trudeau over brownface when your your guy is the guy who's like uncancelable. Yeah, and you hate cancel culture. So why are you trying to cancel? Like, what are you yeah. talking? Like, oh, you're right. you can't you're like- use the weapons of your. You can't say can't use those weapons left. Don't like yeah. them. Oh wait, no, they're in my court. Now I'm going to use them now. It's like you. It, the hypocrisy is astounding. Uh, it's a, it's a, such a. You know totally what though? Right. It's you got to give it to them. You got to give it, to be hypocrites, like, and they deny that it's happening. But so. they say, say things like, "It's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, our guy may be a sexist, but at least he's not a racist." <laughs> <laughs> to me it's not even it's not even clear that justin trudeau was being a racist when he dressed up like aladdin i i'm again like in so much as being an indian is a race it's not it's you know they have a distinct culture was he being culturally insensitive and appropriating sure i think i I think he was um you know but i saw a guy i know i'm not going to give his name but uh he dressed up as mr t i think it's a common costume like a lot of guys dress up as Mr. T because yeah. again, Mr. T embodies like a, like an, like an Uber mensch, Uber man type of, but he's super tough. He can knock guys out with a single punch. Yeah. He wears gold all the time, big, huge gold necklaces, which I want. And yeah. he's like jacked as hell. Right. So, and he has a badass haircut, which I can't rock because I have a misshapen head. So, I mean, everything about the guy and, and he, he's, he's actually not a person. He's a persona. That's so the pity, the fool, yeah. the, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other famous lines he has, like all the Rocky ones, right? Yeah. Like, Come here, woman. Like all that stuff. Like just, well, he's literally, a character. Yeah. Emulating B, Baracus or, or Rocky. Like, yeah. Yes. So it's, so dressing up like him. Okay. Well, I think putting blackface on is disrespectful. The character that I, I love his character. I think it's a, it's a timeless character. Mm-hmm. So where do we stand in the place where like, Dressing up as Mr. T, it's like, where's the line here, essentially, for wanting to be your favorite character? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm always confused about this. So, and here's where I think conservatives might have an in is when they criticize things like that, where it's like, if I dressed up as, um, who's the guy from Avengers? Is it Hawkman? No. He's got the wings. Oh, uh, the Falcon. Falcon. If I dressed up like Falcon... But I left out the blackface. Like, is is that okay? Well, I th- well I think contextually, or, or people are going to be like, "Who are you?" And yeah, I was like, "Well, I'm Falcon." Well, you don't look like him at all, or or I don't know what they would say. I just I think do, I don't. Am I doing a character disservice? I don't. I'm not sure. No, I think I think this is where both both the extremities of any side lose an understanding of context. The understanding of context is kind of like the biggest point. It's just like my favorite character is Sephiroth. And I want to dress up as Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII, the one wing angel. By all accounts, from a you know, a Japanese video game developer creating Japanese characters for their you know, Japanese video game. Sephiroth is Japanese. Sephiroth has is Japanese, Mm -hmm. but very Japanese features. Dressing up as Sephiroth as a you know white-haired white guy. Am, am I being culturally insensitive to the incarnation of this Japanese character? Probably not. The context is actually coming from a place of respect. It's like, this yeah. is my favorite character. It's like, he's totally awesome. Um, 
where where we lose out on that opportunity on either side, regardless of political, political affiliation, is when we start thinking that the thing in in without its context is wrong inherently. So it's like That's you yeah, you're losing out. Yeah, you're yeah. losing out on the like why someone said that. And it's mm-hmm. there's a there's a great Trevor Noah bit on this that I love to mm-hmm. reference where he said he was being. Um, He's being almost ridiculed, but interviewed by a woman who said, like, how dare you say that uh, American black people don't understand racism? And, and no, Trevor was like, I never said that. And she said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll read you what you said in your comedy show. American black people don't understand racism like African black people do. You only got slavery, but we got to be like servants and second class citizens for years. Or like we were the slaves that you came from. She said something to that yeah, effect. Yeah. And she kind of yeah. read it verbatim. And Trevor Noah said, like, stop, what are you doing? She's like, what, I'm reading what you said. He's like, no, you're not. You're just, you're finding a thing that I said completely devoid of context that sounds horrible when you read it that way. Yeah, he's yeah. like, do you know what the context of that was? I was telling them about a story about how I felt when I was growing up and I met some American kids and they had a completely different understanding of racism than I had. And I thought totally. my view was, was completely different than theirs. She's like, well, he comes like, from South Africa. So comes from South Africa. Is, it's a different it's type of, different, well, no, no, but, it's all racism, but it's just a different flavor of, uh, and, or, or I don't know how you want to put it, but and yeah. he's, and worse yet, he's like, his experience is different. He's like, he's like, worse yet, you're using the point of that. I was trying to educate people with laughter and comedy. And he's yeah. like, I was sharing my experience from a very comedic perspective. You're reading it that way. He's like, and he's like, here, let me give you an example. You know what sounds completely absurd? And she's like, what? And he's like, under my umbrella, A, 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 under my umbrella, Ella, 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 A, A, A. Did that sound insane? And she's like, well, yes, but it's you're you're not reading the song. You're just reading the song because you're not performing it. He's like, he's like, exactly. It loses the context of the song that it's in. It's right. I sound right. like I'm insane. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I really think when we talk about things like you know honoring a character, it's it's clearly coming from a place of context. You're like you don't want to dress up my favorite character. Can I go too far and be insensitive? Yes, you totally can. Yeah. Like I, I really do think we've we've come from a place where now culturally entrenched, it's culturally entrenched that you know blackface is. It's, it's like a, a really disrespectful thing to do and no amount of respect for the character can really create no, a defensible it. Yeah, no. stand of, no. yeah. Uh, of, which again comes from the, the place of understand the forbidden by the atrocity committed. And there's like, you know, there were people dressing up of doing white people doing dressing up as black people to make them look foolish on television or as, on silent yeah. film and in plays for years. Well, to be like, yeah, to, to, they, deprecate, to, de- to deprecate to deprecate themselves, they were the, but but in a bad way, like in a, to, in a to, super for bad some way. People to laugh at. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the heel. You're always the heel if you were if you were black. In a, in so like, in so a, sorry, I was trying context. to I'm, I was trying to get you to talk about that because I think I, I have a lot of I don't say a lot of friends, but as we as I get older, I notice some of my friends take these social issues and they've where once they might have been more where we are they're becoming more conservative on them. And I think the, the cancel culture has been a big, is a big influence here, even though none of them have been actually canceled, right? Like, you know who I'm talking about. None of these guys are canceled. They say and do whatever they want. Right. But um, they see, they see, I don't know. It's like they're losing something. And I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what conservatives think they're losing 
by totally. not being able to do blackface, you know, or like, but, but, or using uh, well, the uh, N word freely. You know, I don't know. It's like, well, Alex, the inverse just, is just yeah. as true, right? Because the inverse is, uh, the inverse can be just as true from the left side of things where it's like without, without a true. UBI, all capitalism is, is slavery. Like it, it happens yeah, on totally. both sides. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. again, we, we run into, uh, we run into a fear of change or a fear of not belonging. Oftentimes, the I, I think if we're going to put a put it on a, a straight line spectrum, that fear of not belonging is like a classic left left ideology. Where it's like, well, I've yeah. been left behind by by a society I actively participate in. Whereas on the other side, the right side seems often to have like I've been left behind that the society of the society that I helped build. Like it's really like it's really this True. like yeah 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 my yeah, parents yeah. did this and I did and I did this and now look at all the yeah. things that are changing around me. Ultimately, it sounds most, mostly to me just sounds like a fear of change, uh, at least on the right side, because you're like, okay, you remember when there used to be uh, two boxes on your, or sorry, you remember when there used to be one box on an, on an income tax form? Yeah, it was like 1910. Uh, there wasn't a box for women. It was just men. Right. It was like, oh, you have income? Oh, you mean your, your husband has income? And then they Correct. fought yeah. for the right to get the box on the tax form. And uh, cool that we lived with that for a while. And then it was like, you know, then men, you know, didn't, you know, they had started having spouses, at least uh, behind closed doors that were not women. And then they're like, cool, I'd like you to get my life insurance. And then they had to fight for the right to get spousal yep. rights yep. for their spouse. That was a man and same for women. And then we have new understandings of what gender could be and what sexuality could be. And then we have, okay, cool. At least from a biological standpoint, we're like you, you came out with a certain type of chromosome, but you're, you know, you've grown up into an adult now, or at least you'd like to get your driver's license. Uh, how'd you like to identify yourself? We, we could, we could create more boxes for you. This is right. Society it's is just, built to create an understanding it's, of its citizens. We just have to call the printer. It's not, uh, it's not yeah. a big deal. Which, yeah. and when it comes to a level of inclusiveness as you know, it might seem paltry or even, even tawdry to talk about it as a box on a, on a tax form or even a driver's license form, but really to, to have a, to, when a person feels, um, like they belong. That, like they belong, if not, or at least are represented, they are a much more like productive member of society. They're better yeah, citizens. Better citizens. And, yeah. and their societal contribution can be compounded because they have now a group that if it is not hate espousing is like, oh, like we're a group of people with like a very similar subset of things going on. Be that, you know, the way we think ourselves are, is biologically, is, di- is fundamentally different than our biological, you know, um, uh, uh, I guess, I, <laughs> I should say my, my biological DNA then is different than my actual mind. Oh, cool. That's like a super multifaceted issue, you know, yeah. expands our comprehension of what the mind is capable of doing to the body, but also what, how we as a society can get together and say like, Oh, look at this subset of people who all of this you know, similar identifying characteristics. We can probably just include them. Like why, like, why do we, why do we? I keep, honestly think uh, you know, some of the barrier to it is. I was I was saying this to uh, to my wife. It's like some of the barriers just people don't like what they do in the bedroom. Like the the idea that something they they have that they're they're totally insulted by. It's like number one, why are you thinking about all these people doing it? And that that's a problem in itself. But uh, and two, why is what people do in the bedroom? Why does that dictate who they get to give life insurance to? Like it that like uh, on its face, I just think it's a ridiculous proposition. 
um, from conservatives who who are steadfast against this. And then I guess, you know, it bleeds into other things I think are ridiculous, like conversion. And, you know, I'm glad the Canadian government came out against with a law against that because there's some of these things are crazy, but, um, or whatever the, whatever the, the next thing on the left is going probably to be the next right. thing. Yeah. Well, in, in, yeah, from yeah. the left side, you know, you think you see a lot You're of on the like, right. Sorry. Right. You, you see a lot of, but even, no, even on the left side, you see a lot of, uh, what could be ostensibly described as anti-freedom of expression, even though the speech itself is deplorable or the expression itself is deplorable. Like it's, yeah. I, I do hearken back to, you know, Voltaire's biographer when she was, you know, kind of summarizing his thoughts. And it's, you know, I may not like what you say, but I'll die for your right to say it. I, yeah. I would rather, I would very much rather live in a world like that where public discourse is, is the, is the, um, kind of the mode in ex- other than public, sort of instead default. of a, it's yeah. the default instead of public yeah. disdain and sunlight well, will be the best antiseptic for whatever yeah, those ideas are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's, uh, you, you really fall into this either left side, cancel culture, right side, you know, they're, they're, the things are moving too fast. Where it's just like, well, unfortunately, you, you know, progress is inevitable whether that progress is is regressive like it, it's yeah. things are going to keep moving yeah i think we've used this analogy before it's like the pendulum swings both ways and one way swings swings both ways. so extreme to the right or so extreme to the left and you know we're waiting for it to the pendulum to come back a bit yeah. i think this is why you know and this is obviously divergent but this is why i think Aaron O'Toole w- was wasn't popular with his base conservative party that, leader for all of our american listeners oh yeah so for the for yeah so for, yeah those who don't know the conservative party of canada which would be like the republicans of the u.s had this leader aaron o'toole and i found he was nearly indistinguishable from justin trudeau although he was like you know whatever he didn't like abortion and he believed in um traditional yeah. marriage or whatever whatever he, he, he believed really, in, but yeah but he still got his he, party to not to not table the the anti-abortion bill so actually aaron O'Toole yeah no and that and that's the thing like yeah. the abortion debate is over in canada so it's over for him to say, you know what, yeah, we're not going, we're not going to do that. We have to provide people with something that is, I don't want to say neocon, but like something like new conservatism. And he, I think, in a lot of ways, because he took, he was trying to take. Look, Justin Trudeau takes up all the middle. If you think you're going to come into a Canadian election and you're going to take um, votes away from Justin Trudeau from the middle, you're wrong. I just, I just think he lives so much of what the the, the liberals do is very centrist. And what mm-hmm. I think he, Aaron O'Toole was trying to do was take up more of that middle space. He was a progressive conservative is what he was. He was in, you know, for a lack of a better term for his dejectors, he was a neocon. And that was the best. And, and what happened? He nearly beat Dressed Trudeau, right? They, he got, he, they are the f- official opposition, but not for him taking up so much of the middle where Justin resides. And the party, you know, the party of Andrew Scheer, who wants to go back to, not liking abortion and we're rolling back gay rights is like, bro, you're good. You're going to one after this thing, after this, this, uh, this pandemic, you're losing votes to the PPC who yeah. did what Elizabeth may hasn't been able to do in like 15 years. They got 2% of the overall Canadian vote. Like, I don't, I don't know if you know if the green party's ever got that many votes, but it, the, the idea that you're losing votes to the PPC should tell you that's not your, you know, you either got to go more, more, 
extreme to the right, or you got to come further to the middle. And the middle is where, look, most Canadians are living right now. You know, we're, we're, we're for the most part, social conservatives and fiscal, or sorry, we're socially liberal and fiscally conservative. You know, I, I think that represents a lot of Canadians right now. And I just don't think, um, I don't think you're going to, you're going to win elections by being anti-abortion anymore. I, like, I don't think the Republicans in the U S can even win an election like that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're trying really hard in certain States like Texas to make it almost illegal, but, uh, I think the pendulum is going to swing. That's the extreme. We talk about the pendulum swinging. So I think yeah. that's going to swing back as well. There's going to be, um, the equal and opposite reaction, which may be, um, the social justice movements and, uh, trans rights. Those have been, you know, a proportional reaction to the way it used to be. Like I view it sometimes like that. Well, yeah. And honestly, man, like you, you'd almost, you'd hope as much. Could, could you right. imagine not, or sorry, here's a shitty question to ask, but we can ask it. Could you imagine yeah. not being a white dude? <laughs> like, like the amount of things that we no. have never had to worry about by being, you know, straight or straight or be it cis gendered males who just like, lived in a countryside going, grew up going on about town. my life okay, right right like it's yeah. just you think of the of the trials and tribulations that you can imagine that people you know endure and then well, you compare so them of, you're like we just, part of why i, I might have to go through it part of why you know i might think about things like this is uh i i was coming back from a, a transfer we do transfer sometimes right we take one patient from hospital to another and i had a security guard with me for whatever the reason was and this uh, security guard uh, his name is i think it was troy i'm pretty sure it was troy um uh he's a young black guy he's 20 he's 20 something 22 i think at the time this was like 10 years ago and um you know so we just start we start obviously shoot the shit on the way back from uh you know we have to drive back from one hospital to the to, to where our base is or where the case is so it could be 45 minute drive so i often like a talk we just Shoot, shoot the shit with whoever's in the vehicle right so i was like yeah man like you know where do you come from where'd you grow up um uh, and then somehow we stumbled into um you know have you ever been have you ever been profiled i think this is about the time that that law that law in, was stop and frisk in new york remember stop that frisk in new york. yeah yeah and as yeah. i do in true fashion i always ask somebody like like he's a he's a young black man so i was like well, what do you think of this law like this stop and frisk law and he says, like, I totally disagree with it. Okay, yeah, t- tell me why. I've, I don't really have an opinion on it because I don't live in New York. And, um, you know, the the data seems to support that, like, crime's going down. But I don't know what. But how? Proportionally, how that's even impacted by this law. Like, so yeah. I, they could be showing me, like, gun crimes going down. It's like, well, this, what does that have to do with stop, stopping for us? Anyway, so I said, oh, t- tell me about, like, your experience. And he's like, he's like, yeah, so I drive a red uh, Miata. I said, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I remember... Uh, you know, I remember guys that when I was in high school drove red Miatas were the cases and I always thought they were cool cars and goes, yeah, man, I get pulled over all the time. I'm like, okay, well to Miata, I guess like you're, you're pro- like, you're probably speeding it all the time. He goes, I'm literally never speeding. I'm like, oh, it didn't, qu- it didn't click for me. And I was like, oh, uh, but like, do you, I don't know, is your tail lights out or something? Or like, I don't, what's going on? He goes, no, man, I'm just pulled over because I'm black. And I was like, hold on, man what what proof do you have that he goes i'm pulled over and then they asked me for my license asked me how the, how the day is going blah 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 they want to see that i actually own the car 
which I do. And then they say, oh, yeah, we had a re-, they give some bullshit excuse. Oh, we, we had, had a report, report, report. stolen yeah. Miata or whatever. It's like he goes, this happens to me like once a week. I was like, what are you serious? Like, have you made a complaint? He's like, who am I going to complain to? Like the white chief of, you know, Peel Region Police or whatever, or wherever yeah. he lives. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm blown away by this. I'm in my twenties, and I, like I just think things like people are, people are inherently good, and it's a meritocracy, and like all the, all this, the stupid things that, like a young liberal thinks, right? And it's like, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I'm totally blown away though. Like Troy, I'm so sorry for this man. Like this is crazy. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's. I don't do anything wrong, so it doesn't really bother me that much. But like, but wouldn't like, it be nice if I just didn't get pulled over anymore? I'm like, <laughs> I totally agree. Or like, this or the, is craziness. Or the inverse. You know? Wouldn't it be nice if you got pulled over a hell of a lot more for the more? exact same yes. reaction? Yes. Like, yeah, yes. It's like, yeah. hey, sir, what are you doing in your uh, Chevy Avalanche? This, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> do you own this Avalanche? It's like, yeah. yeah? I yeah. would be, you know, and if it happened to me, I, th- I always think like, what would be my reaction to the thing happening to me? And I'd be like furious, right? Like, what do you mean? What do I look too oh, poor to own this vehicle? Like, how would you react to it, right? Like, anyway, I thought the idea that like this guy, Troy, he's um he was a security guard and that he's trying to become an, like he wants to become a police officer. It's usually the trajectory for some security guards I, I've met. Yeah. It's like, you're, he, he just wants to be part of the solution. I thought that was like, yeah, that's that's good, man. Even though these people are acting like total assholes to you, like what? That's why people hate the police. Like that. Yeah. That's a good reason to. You know, if you know, I if or not if trust them go, at least. If if you go to school and you're and a bully punches you every day, you hate this bully. Like that's mm-hmm. the way it goes. That's the way people are made. So I couldn't. I don't really blame him. And he was still like chill about it, which, I you know, I I hope he's living his best life right now, but. Uh, I just that's my personal that's my anecdotal I know a black guy story who who was pulled over like you know well, everybody's gonna nah. flack over it but it's like that's the I, I, I felt it at that moment in my 20s I was like yeah this is a serious problem and I, f- I feel you bro like you know I sh- this is shitty that's happening and then there's, fast forward 10 years to where we are now right and it, you know still still yeah. an issue there there's a really point yeah point yeah that, exactly yeah still maybe yeah. more so yeah there's a really pointing point that uh, it was it was actually on a on a recent John Oliver I forget what um, what doctor he was quoting Doctor Philosophy, uh, but he effectively said he's like it's funny, um, or, or it's funny or sad. It's really poignant. He's like young white children don't ever have conversations about race, but young black children do. They either have them at home to get in preparation for the life they're about to be confronted with. Or mm-hmm. they have them at the schools they go to when they're surrounded by all of their white peers. And then the one incidence of black history comes up and then they all defer to the one sure. black yeah, student yeah, yeah. in the room to say, yeah, what is that like? And they're like, you know, this kid who now has to be an ambassador for, for what is essentially blackness is now confronted with race so glaringly that it's like, wow, none of these students had to ask this question. And now yeah. I have to answer this. As well, it's a good example. I, I hadn't yeah. thought of that example before. Yeah, yeah no, so it's, it's like really like a really tough, and that's like a tough lesson that even I had to come to terms with. It was just like, yeah, I didn't, the majority of my adult life, I, race has been an afterthought. I've never had to think about it until it became so, so glaringly obvious that I'm like, I'm like, I like my, my deck of cards is stacked when I go to the gambling table, like it is just, 
Good. I'm trying to think, did like, we never, I think you're right. I don't know if we ever talked about that as kids. Like, I don't no. know if it, we, it came what, up. What would the and context I, I don't want to say it was because like dad didn't tell us about it. I just like, don't well, remember. But ever. then, but you think regressively back, when would Bradley have been confronted with that conversation? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Either. Like why again, and, and that, and this, this is funny because I, I then went to work for him and he employed zero white people. So yeah. like, all I did was for like five years, every summer, hang out with uh, a host of, of crazy characters from like all over the world, um, from uh, Central and South America to the Middle East to um, uh, from a country countries in Africa. It's like, so I, I don't know, like, I'm not saying, I'm just saying like, I, I didn't necessarily uh realized that there that there was they had any unique stories i just always thought i'm 15 they're like 30 year old dudes and they like can buy alcohol uh, (laughs) and like and they can do cool shit like drive cars so i never i never like thought that they were individuals other than we're all men and they were older than me and they knew more and they could do cool guy stuff so i never saw them like yeah. I, you know, one guy, I was just talking to dad about this, like, uh, his name was Sargon and he was like, a, he was like, uh, in a, uh, Iraqi, uh, I don't even know what the job title is called. He used to put, uh, landmines. He used to plan, do all the landmine planning, like for his division. And like, he would know where they all are. So they don't drive over them. Like when they're going around places. And, uh, he used to tell me about like how the best way to put mines in the ground was as like, what are you talking about, man? Like, like, I just what? want to. I just want to be able to get a honey bun off of the coffee truck <laughs> and maybe have a smoke after and then yeah. like chill out. Like you're talking to me about like landmines blowing people up. Where are you from? Like, it just didn't even occur to me that like yeah. his story would be just crazy unique and, and, or that people would look, look at him differently because I, I couldn't, I wasn't old enough to see him differently or mm-hmm. any of the guys that, that were from like different tribes in Africa who had different like scars on their face and the scars meant mm-hmm. something like I just never, I just thought they like probably whatever they were like horse around one night and got messed up. Like I just, it, it those things just did, don't occur to kids. What I mean, an, I mean, this might come back to the TDSB. What thing. an interesting full circle, Alex. I was, about to say, I was like, just going to say, it's you, like, they don't have, I just didn't have the sense to know any different, uh, you know, and it's not that like dad didn't teach me. It was just, no, it your, just never came up. The, yeah. kid, the, the conversation just, it was never had. By, by either by circumstance or either could be by ignorance or ignorance to the circumstance. Like they're, yeah. it, it, but you realize well, no, maybe how, we're saying, we're telling our listeners, like you should have that conversation with your kids. Have that conversation with the kids. Yeah. yeah R- race yeah. is very much a thing. And it's as much conversation that white parents need to have as, as black parents need to have as Hispanic parents need to have as uh, indigenous parents need to have a, a, every culture of the world. This is a tough it's a tough conversation because you can come yeah, at yeah. Uh, my guess is you come at it from the parents. You're as a parent, you're like, well, shit, I got to learn about this first. And then also yeah. you have to have to be consciously aware that the, the life experience of someone who, who is, you know, experiencing some sort of systemic oppression or at least systemic discrimination or systemic racism is like different. It's a different experience. Totally. Getting a yeah. driver's license job interview very well interacting with communities outside of their own it can be you know it's like the classic case of code switching it's like switching to a comfortable 
uh, tonality or, or voice type so that you feel like you can fit in with the outside community versus your own. Yeah. Who was just recently yeah. shit on for that? Um, there's a celebrity who was recently shit on for that, for like using, I don't know. And an, I want to call I think they said they use the term black scent, which I'd never actually heard before. And it was, I think it was a comedian and she had used like a black scent to do comedy or something like that. And somebody had said, like, you're not black. Why are you, why are you speaking like that? And, um, and she's like, well, that, that that's how I was able to connect with people to some extent. And, uh, and that's that I think, is that, is that what code switching is? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Con- contextually yeah. very okay. much could be, yeah, it could very much be the, the, when you were in the group of those people and you, you needed yeah. to figure out how to communicate. It's like, and it's actually kind of a, as much as a, as a tragedy, it can be, it comes to be a very beautiful way of how slang is developed amongst groups, how inside jokes naturally develop, how cultural understandings sure. get transmitted by the contextual, uh, the context of a community, like context of a community shaping how speech is very much developed. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, and that's when you can get, that's that's where you can get like a very uh, deep understanding of a particular community by understanding how code switch can occur but also then trying to eliminate those those circumstances that create the uh like the outsider code yeah the siloing yeah the outsider code switch yeah yeah. okay yeah yeah. because i'm sure we've all been you know we've all been to a presentation where we where we put on or you know I, i mean i've done the put on my big boy pants big boy voice for speaking to a large audience which is such a mild form of code switch because I'm like, oh, this is my audience voice. Um, but yeah, at yeah, the same yeah. time, I don't feel on the I don't feel the outsider code switching in that regard to the audience. I feel that it's the voice of authority. So it can very much yep. materialize in many different ways. Yeah, I do this with patience. I speak very differently, and I choose like I choose my words, the number of syllables, all that. I think about. I, I have to actively think about what I'm trying to say. When actively I say think about what you're trying to say. Yeah. And uh, I, it, it's, I, I find it's a skill that you, you have to develop over time and you can get it wrong. You can say stupid shit sometimes uh, <laughs> by accident because you're, you're pretending to code switch or, or you, yeah. Worse. If yeah. you're, if you're, if, if it's everything's siloed and then you know, you have to put on the, if you have to code switch to fit into the new environment, and then you forget you forget it for like two sentences, and then people look at you like, "Why are you talking like that?" You're like, "Oh, right, sorry, <laughs> shit." I was I was just myself for the a room. second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should probably, yeah, yeah, I should probably switch back. And this is these are tales of I I've just admittedly that's a story from a buddy of mine who's uh, who's a lawyer who's black and finds himself struggling some days to to maintain the code switch because most of the lawyers at his firm are like. Over sixty five, he's just like. And ah. you would think that, like, hearing an honest, like, like, hearing a person use a tone and cadence which is the most natural to them, would help convey their honesty and intelligence better. If, but like, if, for if, some, yeah. for some old man, it does it. It's like, nope, it's got to be X way, or else I yeah. don't, I don't want to see it, Johnson. Yeah. Worse, why do you yeah. talk like that? Like that's right. Oh, you love that. That's horrible things to say to somebody. Like, oh god, yeah. terrible. But Alex, uh, we have covered our topics. We we have discussed. Oh, the... there was one more. There was one more I want to talk to you about. Um, Hit me. And this we were, um, this kind of falls in the uh, in the realm of like we were talking about politics and, and things like that. And I think I, I think I texted you this question, and 
It was, does being publicly kinky disqualify you from a public position? Italy would say no. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's uh, a, an Italian again, I, female porn star who is a member of Milan's state parliament, I believe. Wherever, wherever so so you would say it doesn't when the society's relationship to sex is much looser. The moral standard is much looser in, in, oh, than it is in say, well, Canada. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah more, that's why it's, yeah. like morality is a is a is a dumb concept. If it's, it's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like yeah. morality is only as good as it was yesterday. Like that's it, it changes. Fair. Yeah. So, but, but okay. So, is there a line that there's there has to be a line then? Totally, there's a, there's I a, don't know yes. what that line is. I know. I okay, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I don't want to try and poke at it. That's not a pun. That's I'm joking. I'm just using that. that okay. Language. Well, let's. I let's don't want to poke this. at the line too much. But like, it, it, okay. So porn star might be that might be acceptable, right? You might say, okay, well, yeah, you were in porn once and you did it, or you were a stripper and you did it for to put yourself through um, McGill political sciences and then bang, you're a lawyer. You knew that old chestnut. But then there's like stuff that would be, um, I'm pretty sure there was a, there was a porn star that went to U of T or McGill or something a number of years ago. Uh, I don't know her name, but I remember her public persona became porn star. And I don't even know what she could do after that, but it mm-hmm. did seem like it was a little, it was too much negative attention to disqualify for her from holding almost any position. In, in, in Canada, so I'm, so I'm talking about the, the the difference in Canada than maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. What so you, the, just, and, you referenced and, Italy. So like, it, does it disqualify? Like, should it? Should it disqualify you? Like, what if you heard, um, uh, who's a Galen Weston? I'm sure. Uh, hopefully, Galen doesn't mind us using it as an example. Of course not. Galen, Galen Weston. He he owns President. I think he's the CEO of President's Choice, if I'm not mistaken. Of, yeah, of the Weston family. Yes, Weston of the Westons. And um, imagine you heard that every Friday. A, a a a person, whoever it is, let's say it's a man. I'll make it even juicier. A man, mm-hmm. a leather clad man, goes to his house and whips him for an hour. I mean, should Galen still be the CEO of President's Choice? Of course, of, of course he should. Like, I don't think it disqualifies no. him in any way, no. shape, Which, or form. I, but if he started to run for prime minister, would that matter to the Canadian public? It probably would. But what we're really probably. talking about. And sorry, and I'm glad you used like a, a head of industry example because I think the porn star example immediately is a cheap one, right? Super easy. To make. It is. I, I know. I but it's the ex- it's no. I made it. I made it because I made yeah, I made it because it's the extreme one, so easy to use. Yeah. But it's like okay, if um, if well, uh, admittedly being 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 dominated is less than porn star. I I don't know. I on my on the ladder of things that are you know. <laughs> I don't know, like they didn't even acceptable. pay you for it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but no, if if you if you had a a uh, let's say a head of state who was like so in tune with their sexual proclivities that it could never be used against them, doesn't that yeah. make them a much yeah. more badass head of state? Totally, it totally would. You're totally like, right. Isn't that totally like? Don't you want Trudeau to be so in tune with his sexuality? That if anybody ever asked him and they were like, they're like, don't you love it when you're like, when your wife pegs and chokes you? And he's just like, yeah, we just call that that Fridays. But um, back to this Ukraine crisis. Like, isn't that just just 
shrugged it off like it was yeah. nothing. Like, yeah, I, I was like, yeah. I don't know why my sexual proclivities are 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 um, are necessary are necessary component of me understanding how to do my job. And okay, if anything, so that's, having no sexual proclivities is is worse. Now I know you're a liar. If you say, "Oh, I don't do any of that," so it's like you're you're a liar. That's yeah. why are you lying? Okay, so then I extended this idea into like other jobs. Okay, so you find out that your surgeon is big time, loves to put on the leather mask, zipper mouth, um, be trapped in a box, like totally Pulp Fiction style on the weekends. Like, is a gimp? Yes. Is he? Is he a? Do you think that he's not a good of as good of a surgeon because you know this event? Like again, do I care? I mean. If, if, as- I'll tell you. I know what, I'm asking yeah. you, but like people who are listening are going, I don't know. Like, do do I like you know? I hope they're doing that because I, I think it's a personal question, really. But as long as it does not affect his hands or her hands, I hope that surgeon is just their like, hands. Bye. Yes, their hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think again, it's the based on the if that because it's the surgeon's hands I care about. I care about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if well, you were getting gimped up and it breaks your finger the day before my surgery. Yeah, I think you're a worse surgeon. I think that people will generally associate riskier sexual practices with drug and alcohol use. I mean, if you don't associate that, if your brain didn't go that way, I go, okay, well, good for you. But uh, maybe you're doing that in your own life and that's cool. You do you. But I do think that there is some, there's there's a corollary here, which people will make. And then you might say, well, I don't want a pilot who's, debaucherous and does cocaine to be flying me then that might be a i might say yeah that i you know i totally i kind of agree with you there but, but in so much as if, you're making the jump the, right the, of course but what if they are just incredibly promiscuous but they yeah. always get tested and they always wear protection but oh they're doing you're actually bringing up a, no that's yeah. a good caveat yeah if you're like, a what, male pilot and you pilot. run around weekly you're a single male pilot that runs around weekly with every everybody from every country that you ever land in you know is that does that disqualify you no, in some ways that makes you a better pilot. People would go, I want a pilot like that. So, so, so there's a, there is a yeah. double, there's some huge, type of double standard going double on standard. here. Yeah. Um, that, no. that I think, I just want to point out for people to, to think about a little bit, like in their, like with respect to double standards. Yeah. So, and I, I do. Most, I know. I thought that was an interesting, yeah. it was an interesting uh, question. Sexuality is a, a spectrum. Most people think they are a pure binary, but uh, as as my dear buddy Sean, who's been a happily a, a farm boy turned hap, well, gay farm boy then and then happily gay man for forty five years, has always said to me, "It's just like, it's like realistically though, everybody's a little gay." <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I maybe I agree with that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to think about but, that. But it, yeah, that bleeds into a Vice article I just saw yesterday, where it was like, if. Oh, uh, it was the, they were asking a question and I hate questions that shouldn't be asked. Uh, I, Tucker Carlson is famous for it, but it was like, if you haven't experimented as a straight man, it probably means you're homophobic. And I was like, what does that even mean? You're like, yeah, like, what, when homophobia is so, can be so active, it's just like, you're really trying to just get a rise out. Now of I'm, now it would mean that like somebody, let, let's just, let's just say I've never expanded this experiment with another man. It would mean that somehow I'm latently or subconsciously homophobic <laughs> because <laughs> even though I'm not attracted to men, I've just never experimented because I'm homophobic. I was like, so, this, this is the kind of stuff that conservatives lambase liberals over 
and they deserve it to some extent. So take so know? take that to its logical conclusion. You're a happily married, dude. You yeah. you you I love my sister in law. You guys are madly in love. If you read that article and you take that article a lot to its logical extreme, <laughs> what that article is telling you to do is like you need to go brace your break your trust relationship with your wife and go fool yes. around with a guy who you now need to go find and build a trust relationship with so that you can yeah. go back to your, your wife or yourself and say, all right, I'm not home. I'm not, <laughs> not I'm my marriage, but I'm not homophobic. Oh. Like, yeah. I just thought this is the type of word salad yes. stuff that, that, that conservatives get to hit us over the head with. And then, and when you're, you know, sort of in the, when you're left of center, you go, why are you right? Why, what are you talking about? So yeah. we're, here's well, where we're talk, clickbait. You know, we're talking about it. Those it bastards. totally is clickbait. And you know what I did? I read it because I thought maybe I'm missing something, and I wasn't because no. that those bloody clickbait titles. I mean, they they did yeah. get me, and uh, but I'm glad I read it so I can be like, this is the the worst kind of drivel that is is hurting just everyone's chances of like living normal, uh, just garbage press free lives and th- this is why i think you you get some of these republicans saying like look at the drivel the mainstream media part puts out it's like yeah that 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 was that was an example i gotta go with them well that. yeah even and but, even yeah. worse like it's you get a a true you if you want a true anti-gay like reaction tell the the, the could be uh non-introspective could be very introspective you know cisgendered or straight white male that's just like well you're the worst kind of straight you're the straight that's never even experimented gay and of course you're going to tell people why they're wrong and why yeah. you're right especially with Thus something as, that which yeah. is why they're like with especially about something as intimate for a lot of people as their sexuality then yeah. they're going to tell you not only do you think you're an idiot all of the people that you hang out with must be wrong as well. So immediate guilty totally. by association. Reactions. Oh, and yeah, exactly. The guilty by association. Play. Yeah. yeah. That's which a, is and just, that's what exactly is, is happening with this. Which article I, saw. I hate, it's, and I hate to be, I hate to be crude here again, but like <laughs> being sexually attracted to someone is a two, like it's two sided or it's, <laughs> or it's, or it's like kind of like tried and no man would take me you know yeah. it's like like it's, yeah, right? much, it's like no you're you're just simply too yeah. ugly to be to be attracted or, to, or, to to attracted to any or attracted or, to or like you like, proving oh, this out you got to go to this yeah, yeah. you got to you got to go to some some man who is attracted to men like and you know maybe identifies as gay and you got to prove to him like don't worry i'm just trying to prove that i'm not a homophobe i swear <laughs> it'll be good and he Can has you to imagine like, the conversation yeah, he's like this so sounds like the second. worst sex i could like, i'm about to have right? this is yeah, yeah, awful yeah. yeah all right so i'm an experiment to you i wish <laughs> you just told me he's like i wish you just told me you hate gays that would have been a lot easier <laughs> exactly. you know, i so, wish you would have been just like, <laughs> you know what i'm actually more comfortable with you being homophobic than what yeah. you're trying to put forth to me right now yeah can you please please leave me alone please yeah. never talk to me again they don't yeah. they don't talk about that. that's yeah that's a nuanced point they oh don't my talk god about that that's a, this is why i was so upset with the article i'm like what is wrong with these guys <laughs> anyway they're asking questions you know it's like when tucker carlson's like where are they hiding all the things i'm just asking questions i'm just Alex, asking questions it's like Alex, no, I, don't that's- wanna, <laughs> I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of what white supremacy is like we don't have time for that right now <laughs> But, but what even is it? What, what is climate? Is it? What is you know, it? It's like because it's like everything, man. But I don't know if you saw that uh, Jordan Peterson clip. But yeah, anyway. Oh God. Uh, okay. So yeah, sorry. That was I had to get the tidbit, and I thought 
you would have something to say about that and a lot would have a laugh over it but uh, it made sense well, uh, uh, so we, where can I, I, I mentioned earlier where people can reach out to us if they have a question or they want to correct me on the record of something because there's probably a lot of corrections I need. Um, uh, Bropium for the masses at gmail.com is our little email account there. Yeah, uh, I probably won't respond to any of the bad stuff. I'll probably just respond to like real, like objective questions that are worth worth seeing and the rest yes. of the stuff. I'm probably going to delete angrily we, and then we will shamelessly laugh. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh no. First, I'll send them to you. We'll both laugh at it, but we, you won't know because you'll be you won't know that we shared your email. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, also, I wanted to ask you: What if I feel like we should have this conversation early on so that we can feel like we're held to account? Like, what if somebody asked to sponsor the podcast? What? What do you, did we talk about this already? We did we're having a moment, and yeah. we said yes, but only if we really agreed with the product. Yes, or like I would, something uh, sure. along those lines. Yeah, if, like we don't want to have a boss. We're taking no. the Sam Harris position on this somewhat, right? Like Exactly. It's like if you'd like yeah. to put your product beside our, you know, comedic take, hot takes, sometimes mid lukewarm on on the things, the goings on of society, well then I will happily try your product to see if it's right for me. If it's a sandwich, I'll definitely eat it. <laughs> if it's a sandwich, oh yeah. Yeah. If it's sandwiches. a butt plug, I am not gonna eat it. It sounds like it would taste horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah but no we are open to it yes we are okay so we're we're yeah okay so we'll just leave it at that so bropium for the masses at gmail.com is where you can uh, contact us and uh we're actually i'm actually looking forward to somebody like asking a question or or offering a topic actually that's always good if people are like oh you know you guys think a certain way could you talk about this thing i would love to talk about it you know i I like suggestions like that so yeah especially that's where we can leave it we can all learn something. And then we'll all be better people. Where's all that from? And we were all better people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's like a G.I. Joe line. Yeah, okay, bro. sir. Thanks all for right. the chat, brother. Until the next one, brother. <laughs>